0: The Power Trip is a proud member of the Kaiju Ramen Podcast Network. You can find more more phenomenal Kaiju and Tokusatsu content at kaijuramanmedia.com.
1: What's up everyone? It is JDF the Green Ranger and you are
2: listening to The Power Trip. It's more for time. Issa!
3: One fateful day in 1993, the evil sorceress Rita Repulsa escaped her space dumpster prison and attacked Earth. Five teenagers with attitude had their lives changed forever when Zordon chose them to defend the planet. In the decades since, many more heroes have continued their legacy. The people of Earth rest easy knowing their home is protected by power rangers
0: hello listeners with
2: attitude i'm michael and i'm nathan and we're continuing our journey through the power rangers franchise in today's episode we're discussing mighty Morphin power rangers once and
1: always
0: They got the ability to hold, but to even up the... Go go. power (laughs) Okay. So I'm um, Nathan. I just finished watching the special for my fourth time.
1: Oh, your fourth time.
0: My fourth time. Yes, my fourth time through. And you know what? It it was just as special the fourth time after watching it the fourth time. I've seen it twice. Right. Right. So I watched it. We watched it together. And then mm-hmm. I watched it again after we watched it. And then I watched it with some other friends, our, my, our, our friends at Monsters of Attitude. It was a couple things that uh, you pointed out to me that I missed. And so I wanted to go back and watch it again right. to see if I saw those things yeah and
1: it seems like we're getting we're officially the power rangers guys because we keep getting invitations to go on other shows to talk about this
0: right so so we'll be on a I think we're joining
1: this has asked us to come on and right you you're an honorary member of monsters with attitude so they get you guys watched it together I'm guessing there's Mm -hmm. going to be a discussion at some point Uh
0: i don't know if they're going to be a live discussion for it i know i know that monsters with attitude is planning a power rangers episode to commemorate the 30th anniversary that we're both Mm -hmm. going to be on um but outside of that i don't know outside of that and our friends that entertain this i don't know of any other shows that we're going to be on uh so if you if mm-hmm. if you if any of you out there, if, you, if any listeners with attitude want to have a party with us and talk about once and always, we're always down to talk about some Power Rangers.
2: Yeah, um, for
0: sure. And
1: you, uh, the, the Kaiji Ramen podcast network and the YouTube channel, I should just say the YouTube channel's doing a fair amount of, of coverage of it. Travis mm-hmm. did a non-spoilery review. you yep. Then you and Travis did a live stream talking about the Easter eggs So if you want to yep. hear more about the Easter eggs, go watch slash listen. Slash listen to that live stream because we're not going to get into it as much here because we want to focus <laughs> on other things.
0: Yeah, we're going to focus on just r- talking about the special. Uh, talking about the thematics of the special, the characters, the visuals, all the things that you guys have come to expect when we talk about Power yep, Rangers. We
1: are going to apply the formula.
0: We are to going this. to apl- the
1: format, I should say. not the yeah, formula, we're, The format. We're
0: going back to the old format. It's been a bit. It's been a minute since we've used the old format. So, um this one should feel like old hat what do you think oh yeah for sure or old helmet old helmet old morpher mm. Mm. maybe sometimes mm-hmm. a
1: hat is a helmet I mean look at some of the ranger seasons we've watched
0: I don't know so uh, just really quickly we do ha- I do have a little bit of housekeeping to do only and one piece of housekeeping is because our uh, co hosting common Travis Alexander oh whoops wrong button <laughs> Our co-host uh I can't believe our, we're making that joke back. <laughs> right. Our our co-host, yeah, our co-hosting common, Travis Alexander, uh of Kaiju Ramen Media, um wanted me to mention uh because this this show is a part of the Kaiju Ramen podcasting network. Uh, that if you are interested in picking up Issue 9, digital copies are available now at kaijuramamedia.com and uh, physical copies are on the way. Also tonight, as, at the time of this recording so by the time this recording goes out to you, the listeners with Attitude uh, Kaijurama Media will have started a brand new show called Kaiju Weekly well it's not brand new, it's it's resurrecting an old show that Travis and I used to do. <laughs> it's um,
1: reincarnating.
0: <laughs> yes it's, re- it's, com- it's right Rising from the ashes um, like the Phoenix or again <laughs> yes uh, but uh, we're gonna be starting a brand new show uh, where we talk about just the news the new all the news happening in kaiju in the in the in the world of kaiju and tokusatsu and giant monsters and all that stuff so if that stuff so if that is something you're interested in go check out our kaiju Roma media YouTube channel that's where that is going to be living um, Walter Cronkite talking about
2: Godzilla.
0: (laughs) I am Walter Cronkite, and tonight we are talking about King Kong (laughs) and why Kong from the Monsterverse is actually King Kong. (laughs) You're never going to let that go, are you? (laughs) I'm never going to let that go. No. And by the time Elijah listens to this episode, he will be 45 years old. Maybe. Um, Maybe. (laughs) Maybe. Um but yes, we are starting a brand new show. So go check that out. We're recording our first brand new episode tonight. So it'll be up on the YouTube's uh by the time this episode comes out to you, the listeners with attitude. So if that's something you're interested in, go check it out. Kaijorama media uh .com and Kaijorama media on YouTube. Um I don't think we have any Do we have any listener feedback, Nathan? No, uh, other than
1: to if, to uh, on the air <laughs> he'll let our friend edwin gonzalez know that we were not upset with him sending a lot of feedback to both power trip and the monster island film vault it's okay man it's totally okay we're not upset we love your enthusiasm we love all of your 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 rager poetry and all your crazy stuff that you send us it's just it it just was a little overwhelming after a Mm -hmm. while but Mm -hmm. it's more like we're getting an abundance of riches from you and it's just a little hard to keep track of it because we got so much of it it's not like we could read all of it on the air mm-hmm. so we're not mad at you keep listening we we love the enthusiasm just you don't have to send us something three times a day which is not how much he was sending it to us i'm just letting him know
0: and I just—I actually—I take that back. We actually do have a little bit of listener feedback that we have neglected to read, Nathan. Oh, uh, what's that? We, in the form of a Apple Podcast review. So I'm going to oh. go ahead and—it's the—it's—it's it's a very long one. So I'm not going to be able to read the whole thing, but I do want to give this person a shout out. Uh, the username Sly JT. Uh, on Apple podcasts, whatever, whomever, whoever that happens to be, I'm assuming JT is your initials. So I'm going to just call I'm going to call you JT, if that's okay. Um, you left us a five-star review titled first time listener on February the 19th of 2023. We're just now getting to it. I'm so sorry. Uh, we've been catching up on all that listener feedback, but the first sentence of that feedback, uh, is first off, I want to say thank you guys. As a first-time listener, I've been revisiting Power Rangers. I've been revisiting Power Rangers seasons every now and then. The show, the show, has been a love of mine since a child. And then he goes on to talk about his love of different seasons, like Wild Force and the Disney era, and et cetera, et cetera. Um, So, uh, thank you, JT, uh, for that, for leaving us that review. We really, really appreciate it.
1: I'm looking over it right now. He says, "I find myself saying yes quite, quite frequently, and I love it." (laughs) (laughs) yes quite yes quite yes quite oh boy yeah i think i've read this before but it's been a little while
0: it's been a little bit but i think we might have read it before on the podcast but i want to make sure that we give shout outs where shout outs are due um but nathan as always we have a lot of ground to cover with once and always so let's cue the
2: epic rock music Greenie is dead to begin with. The Yellow Ranger is killed by the sinister Robo Rita to save her friend and fellow Ranger Billy. One year later, Zack is the guardian of her daughter Min, who desperately wants to become a Ranger and avenge her mother. Robo Rita returns and sets a plan in motion to open a time portal to the moment her former self escaped the space dumpster in order to give her knowledge of the future and destroy, I mean kill, the Rangers before Zordon chooses them. Now, old friends must reunite to save the world once again.
0: So, I'm just going to open up and say that. Well, actually, I, I, I want to open up with a question, Nathan. I want to open up with a question. Okay is is this is this the mature take on Power Rangers that we've always wanted?
1: I think you. Uh, I do think it's definitely an example of it, and mm. this might be. I think this is the tone, if you want to do a serious take on it, this is probably the tone you want to go for. Mm-hmm. I would say that. Because like I said, I don't think it's the only example of it,
2: mm-hmm.
1: but it's, it doesn't go to the same places as the 2017 movie. And it's certainly not that fan film that we talked about
0: on Giant Size Violets. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> But I I I think this I think that once and always strikes a very good balance of mature of maturity and what we have come to expect from the Power Rangers franchise. Mm-hmm. Um because the the episode starts off in, in a very unusual way, at least for for Power Rangers. It starts off in media res. We're thrown mm-hmm. into A battle between rita and her putty patrollers and billy robo rita robo rita sorry robo rita we're thrown into a battle with her and the putty patrollers and and billy and then the other rangers come along and this is where things get a little crazy
1: yeah i would like to point out something i noticed the second time i watched it Mm. is after we get the the scroll up text which thank you Kaiju Kim for reading that for us. (laughs) I find it interesting that the very first shot of the special is of Billy Mm -hmm. and Billy was the last of the original five to leave the show.
0: That is really interesting. Mm -hmm. That is really interesting. I hadn't thought about that, but that is really interesting now that you bring it up.
1: Mm -hmm. Now Um, Tommy
0: was the last one
1: of the of the season one Rangers to leave, but Billy was the last of the original five from that first episode.
0: Mm-hmm. Right. Right. But it makes sense because, you know, like the whole story of once and always centers around, I would say, three characters, uh, Billy, Zach and men with 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 Billy and men having very close ties together plot wise. And then Zach has close ties to men because Zach is now men's guardian. And we'll get that. We'll get there in a yeah. minute. But um, that's how those three are interconnected. But I think the story the the two primary characters that are the ones to focus on in this special are Billy and men because their stories enter their stories overlap. Mm-hmm. Um, men would not Trini would not be dead because if, unless it was for Billy um, and uh, uh, men wouldn't become a Ranger if it wasn't for her mom. And then what happened with mm-hmm. because of Billy. So it all comes full circle. So the, right. I would say the two main characters for this special are Billy and Mitt. for sure. And we, and we kind of got that from all the promotional material that we were getting all the sneak peeks and all the stuff that, that when this special was first announced, it was Walter Jones and David Yost mm-hmm. that were in, that were introducing us to this special. So we knew that they were going to have, so we kind of knew from the beginning that they were going to have heavy involvement with one another. Um, so or they were going to be heavily involved in the story I should say um but it it is very much a Billy I would say a Billy focused story in a lot
1: of respects yeah Billy is a huge driving force in the plot which again we'll get into once we get down to that section of the notes I do have a few uh, I do have a few tidbits to share some background on this this has to. Be, uh, this is officially the most recent thing other than, co- uh, not Cosmic Fury, other than Dino Fury that we've talked about because mm-hmm. we are only a few days from its release because it premiered on Netflix April 19th, 2023. <clears throat> now, this I'm still trying to figure out because I feel like, honestly, Michael, we could do an entire lightning round on this. Mm. But the Ranger Wiki claims that this special... For all intents and purposes, is descended from David Yost's script, Quantum Continuum, which has been a pet project of his for a couple of mm-hmm. years. He revealed it in 2021, and he's been shopping it around, but to no avail.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Now, given what I know of Quantum Continuum, which there isn't a lot that's available, I think what was it a few months ago? He released uh... a portion
0: of the script. Well, the first three episodes are available to read online right okay.
1: now. He yeah. okay. So it was supposed to be, I
0: think a mini series of some kind. I think it's like 10. I think it's like 10. It's a 10 episode mini series.
1: Right, too. right. I think given what little I know, because I haven't read those yet, given, given what I know of it, there's really only like surface similarities to it, from what I understand. So I hesitate to, to connect the two.
0: Right, so I think the 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 background, the the intent of Quantum Continuum is basically to show what the Rangers have been up to ever since, you know, retiring the boots or retiring the the mor- the morphers. Right. So there's there's similarities in Once and Always to that, but I don't necessarily think it goes as deep. I don't think it necessarily fulfills the vision that David Yost himself no. has no. for for what he was trying to produce. No. Like this is not. This is not the visual rep this is not the visual representation of the quantum continuum script like everyone was speculating at first. Uh no, this is completely a a new thing that Hasbro and the team were coming up with to Simon celebrate. Bennett and all of them si- Simon Bennett and the rest that they were coming up with to um uh, to celebrate 30 years of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Right. And this is a very, this is very much if anyone was going into this special thinking, oh, we're going to see cameos from a bunch of other Rangers. uh, Ah, you're very, you're going to be very disappointed because if you were expecting, if you were expecting once and always to be like Uh, specials of the past where we have this massive crossover of from different eras of Power Rangers and different teams and whatnot. That's not what this is. This is very much a Mighty Morphin Power Rangers story.
1: It is very focused on Mighty Morphin with Easter eggs related to the rest of the franchise sprinkled throughout, which Mm. we'll get into a little bit, and it does utilize. We'll say continuity from other seasons because it has Mm to right, but it's it's very focused on Mighty Morphin and also I should just mention really quick this special was written by Becca Barnes and Alwyn Dale directed by Charlie Haskell Charlie Haskell was a name I recognized Mm -hmm. and I found out that this guy's been directing Power Rangers I think since Ninja Storm so he's a veteran of the franchise right so just wanted to make sure I mentioned that as well just a fun fact about this this is apparently the first power ranger media to be recorded uh i should say to be mixed in dolby atmos mm-hmm. and then ne- and the next one will be cosmic fury right in terms of it's and we've talked about this before in terms of its placement within the franchise it's 30 years after day of the dumpster but it's before the events of spd which is right. just funny to think about that spd is still technically ahead of all of this and uh, if you haven't picked it up by a picked it up uh, picked up the implication to we Trang, Jason David Frank Amy Joe Johnson and Austin St. John did not return for this for a variety of reasons to we Trang and Jason David Frank are tragically no longer with us the special was dedicated to them
4: Mm -hmm.
1: they we did get a a memorial card but it was at the end not the beginning right Amy Joe Johnson turned down an appearance in this and i didn't know why and then you told me just last night that you heard why
0: well the rumor the rumor is the strong rumor is we'll say um and it is just let me just preface this by saying that it is just a rumor but it is it is a strong rumor that she wanted to write this episode she wanted to be the one to write it and they turned her down. Mm. She didn't want she didn't want to come back in spandex, she didn't want to reprise the character, she wanted to write the episode. Um and that is the rumor, that is the rumor that's floating around in Ranger Nation right now is that she wanted to write for this and they turned her down, so she didn't want to come back because of that. And then of course, like you said, uh, Twee is no longer with us. Twee's been dead for 20 years almost. Yeah, about at this 20 point. years about 20 years. And then, uh, Jason David Frank just tragically passed away last November. Um, Austin Austin St.
1: St. John can't be in it because of his legal trouble right now.
0: Yeah. Austin St. John's going through some legal trouble right now, so he couldn't come, but, but I will say a nice little touch that they, that they did add. And I asked, I actually tweeted at Simon Bennett last night and he confirmed this for me. The, they did actually ADR the voices of, uh, Jason, Tommy, uh, and Kimberly into the episode, so you can hear it best. And uh, Trini, and Trini, and you you can hear it best. Um, when when it's the second morphing sequence, when they're when they're meeting up with Robo Rita, at Snizzard, and Minotaur, and you can kind of at, the, hear at it. the cemetery at the cemetery, you can hear their voices in the distance, and it, that that sounded like them, and I was like ninety nine percent sure that was them. But I just wanted to confirm that. So yeah. they did They did go the extra step. Yeah, it's to, archival
1: to, ADR. Mm,
0: to ADR it. So that was a nice little touch. I appreciated that a lot mm. about it because we were really curious what they were going to do. And let me just say this too. The way they handled the other Rangers not being, pay- the way they handled green, red, and pink not being able to be there. Well, Trini too. But uh, those three especially, the way they handled it, was actually clever. Uh I thought. It was like if you didn't know that they were going through some stuff, you probably wouldn't you, you probably wouldn't know. Well, and
1: something it. that should be noted and we've mentioned it in some past episodes when we've talked about this upcoming special. The death of JDF did not affect this other than the memorial card at the mm-hmm. end. They cuz JDF had already told them no. Right. So th- what we're getting was what was what was originally intended because JDF already told them, though,
0: if it were not for JDF passing away, this would be a twee memorial because yeah. everything is focused on men and and uh, Trini's daughter. Um, so this would have, if, if it were not for JDF, if JDF were still alive today, this would be a one. This would this would be an entirely like twee memorial,
1: right? For sure. Which I mean, again, when we get to the characters, we'll unpack it. But I do think that. Uh, let me preview it by saying that this that the death of Trini was handled better than I was expecting, mm-hmm. and I do think retroactively confirmed some things that people had wondered about.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll get there. Yeah, yeah, but we'll get
1: there. Also, this is it's just crazy this actually marks the first time Walter Jones and Steve Cardenas appear on screen together. Yep.
0: It's crazy to think about, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Cause after, after 30 years and all the crossover specials and everything that, that we've seen for the franchise, um, this is, yeah, it's, it's as crazy to think that this is the first time those two are appearing on screen together. Yep. And
1: We'll talk about it, but the Megazord in this—it's funny because in what it's a Tokusatsu tradition, working the toys into the thing. Ultraman has done it, Super Sentai has done it, Power Rangers has done it before, and a Common Rider does it. So we have Rangers that get turned into Lightning Collection—literally turned into Lightning Collection figures. <laughs> so they could power the macguffin for the evil for RoboRita's evil (laughs) plot and hilariously the toy developments the toy elements don't just stop there the freaking megazord in this it's cgi for one thing and how did they make it they scanned the zord ascension project figure made by hasbro and used yeah so when you're watching this you're literally seeing the toy right i mean it's Which... it's it's less obvious i would say it's less obvious than what was it the ultra ninja sword that they did two or three times in in, in a season two or three or whichever one it was where it was literally they they recreated the the zhu ranger footage with the action figures but yep. just they recreated the camera angles and everything they just swapped out the miniatures and put in the action figures, which I give them credit. They considering yeah. how well they replicated the camera angles. That was good, but it's so obviously
0: the toys. I'm going to try not to park here long. So I just want to say this and I don't need the button, Nathan. Don't, don't, you don't have to press the button, but I was embraced the
1: button. <laughs> I
0: was really, I was disappointed. And this is a, let me just preface this by saying this is a minor nitpick but it is something i noticed and it did bug me just a little bit just a little bit that they spent that because this special obviously had a budget i don't know what the budget was i haven't been i really haven't been able to find the budget numbers for it i'm sure we probably can if we dug deep enough um but this obviously had a budget because they recreated they recreated the juice bar they recreated uh uh bandoras or so, not bandora sorry uh rita's moon palace um They did all of these iconic spaces within Power Rangers, but they couldn't find the time to putty the freaking joints on those lightning collection figures. So there is a shot in Once and Always where Rita has all of the Rangers in her MacGuffin in the device, and she and they're all captured and they're shrunk down into action figure size, and and the camera pans across it, and you can literally see the the elbow joints, the knee joints, the hip, the hip joints. It's literally the action figures. And I and I really wish they would have taken the extra time to putty those joints and to do the things that they needed to do to make them not look like action figures. Use the lightning collection figures as a base and then, you know, take some extra time, guys, to fix those. So they're not it's so it's not so glaringly obvious. So that is a very minor nitpick, something I noticed whenever we watch. I'm sure a lot of people noticed it, too, but obviously it's not something that's going to it's not something that's going to totally break the experience for once and always for me, but it is something I noticed. And I wanted to point that out since we're talking about the toys,
1: just the fact that it was the action figures. I'm just like, yeah. That was enough for me. I, I wasn't they worried did... about seeing the joints. I was just like, it's the freaking action figures. Now they did
0: take the time to do that with Jason, Tommy, and Kimberly. They Those did are the take ones the ones you're
1: gonna see the most.
0: Right. Right. They did take the time to do it there, but they didn't take the time to do it anywhere else. So I, I do know. have but... the
1: full list of all the other characters whose toys we see. Mm-hmm. So I you can argue that a lot of different Rangers make cameos in this just mm-hmm. as action figures.
0: Go ahead and run because down the Because apparently
1: list. Robo Rita is a collector. <laughs>
0: go, go ahead. A woman, a robot after my own heart.
1: Um, <laughs> uh, no, no. Do you really Do you really want to dump Julie for Rito's robot sister? Uh, no. Do you really want Rito as a brother-in-law?
0: No, I don't. <laughs> no, I don't.
1: Do you want Zed? Uh, well, no, Zed. No, Zed wouldn't be involved in this at all, but you would have master vial as your father-in-law. You want that too?
0: Nope. I do not. I do not. I don't like, uh, I never, I nope, nope. Sometimes, ah, sometimes Julie gives me the cold shoulder and that's just, that's plenty enough. So I don't need it from a hunk of metal. Um, plus how you get a, uh, I, do you no, really wake up stop. to that face every day? I mean, I was, I was gonna say, stop while you're ahead, Marchand. Um, so do you want to give the listeners of that attitude a list of the rangers that make cameos to make the Air-
1: cameos okay okay so you get uh, tanya as zero ranger two so yellow the phantom ranger you get carlos as the black in as the black space ranger ashley the yellow space ranger leo the red galaxy ranger Damon, the green galaxy ranger, Kai, the blue galaxy ranger. And then you get Merrick from Wild Force, the lunar wolf ranger. You get Connor from Dino Thunder, the red dino ranger. <laughs> Poor Trent, <laughs> the white dino thunder ranger. And then we get three from Beast Morphers. We get Devin, the red ranger, Ravi, the blue ranger, and Nate, my, my, the one I have name affinity with, <laughs> the Gold Ranger. So that's all of them. Yep. Okay. Those so are the ones that have the action figures.
0: Right. So all of those. So all of those make an appearance, uh, in toy form. But, uh, Nathan, do we have any more? Do we have any more stats that we want to run down before we move on?
1: Nope. Uh, we can move on to the theme song.
0: Okay. Well, it's. Ron, it's Ron Wasserman's go go Power Rangers because Ron Wasserman is involved in this. They brought he back was the composer. He was. He was the composer. They brought back. Um, they brought back the Wasserman theme. Uh, go go Power Rangers. So that felt really good. Uh, and he also composed all the other music within the special, uh, which I thought was really was, was really um, I thought the music was good. I thought the music was good. There was a lot of quiet moments I think, uh, our friend Travis pointed out there was a lot of quiet moments in this, in this special, but I think Mm -hmm. the, I think the music was utilized very well. Nothing was, nothing was distracting. I was a little bit disappointed. I will say though, Nathan, because they, when I heard Ron Wasserman was coming back for this, I was very, I was hoping that we would hear some of those old fight songs. Um, yeah, that's what I was hoping for. So I don't know. Maybe I was, maybe I was, maybe that was part of the, the elevated expectations that I needed. possibly,
1: I can tell you that someone has posted what they label as the soundtrack for this special. And it's about 20 minutes of music, which I was surprised there wasn't more. Mm. So I don't, I'm wondering, I mean, I don't think there was music constantly throughout this thing. So I'm willing to believe it was 20 out of, you know, a little less than an hour, 20 minutes out of a little less than an hour. Right. But I wonder if maybe there were some incidental tracks that maybe he didn't do. Maybe it could have been stock music. I'm not sure. Maybe. Possibly. I don't know because I didn't necessarily recognize everything, but I also wasn't paying the closest attention. I was just playing it while I was finishing up the notes last night for the podcast.
4: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: So not sure what to say there, but it's just great that they got him back. Mm -hmm. And if you, if you want to, you hear us talk to Ron. <laughs> we interviewed him last season, so we did. Go check that out.
0: We did. So it makes me wonder if he was working on like when he, when he started working on it. Was he? I'm assuming he was working on it when we talked to him because that was only a few months ago. Or maybe he had just finished. Maybe I don't know. And he just couldn't talk about it. Yeah, um, NDAs
1: and all that fun stuff. Maybe
0: maybe that was the project that he couldn't talk about. Uh, Possibly, uh, because he did mention a project on that on that episode that he can't talk about. So. Maybe that was it because uh, it wasn't. But a few months later, we got the announcement about once and always. Yeah. But Ron Wasserman was not the only veteran that returned for once and always. We a um, lot, Actually, and uh, one of one, one of whom we also interviewed on this podcast. Miss Jackie Marchand was a uh, story consultant. What yep. was her official title for this? Was it story, story consult- consultant? Yep. Story consultant. Okay. So she assisted the writing team in, in helping tell the story, and I'm assuming she was helping them with like continuity and, and how these characters should be written and all that stuff. So she was here for a story. Cons- she was yeah. playing the story consultant role, which was yeah. Really keep
1: nice. in mind, keep in mind that a title like story consultant can be a little bit deceptive mm-hmm. because if you're a consultant, that means that whoever is you're consulting with can't ignore you. Right? So don't assume that she had, a huge involvement or a huge influence over what's going on here, because it could have literally been where somebody involved in a previous rendition of a project is brought on and listed as a quote unquote consultant, but they're ultimately disregarded.
0: Right. It could have literally been a five minute phone call with her and the writing team, them asking her questions.
1: (laughs) Why am I suddenly picturing that scene from the turbo movie? When diva talks calls Rita, (laughs) Like Becca Barnes
0: calls her up and is like, Hey, can you help me write this special,
2: write this special?
0: <laughs> oh, come now. Miss, Miss Marchand does not sound like that. Come on. I know, but
1: it's, I was imitating
0: Rita. So, right. But no, it could literally be like story consultant is so nebulous that it could literally be anything. Um, She could have had, like I said, she could have had just a five minute con- uh, conversation with Becca Barnes to ask uh, about a specific thing that she wrote and then that was it and Mm -hmm. she and she gets listed as a story consultant. Yeah. I mean, I would trust
1: Jackie Marchand over Ranger wiki.
0: True. I would trust my, I would trust Jackie Marchand and over Ranger over Ranger wiki. So it just feels, it just feels nice, Nathan, that we've gotten to talk to some of the people that actually worked on this thing. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and I've got,
1: I, and I can tell you, I've met both Karen, Ashley and Mm -hmm. Steve Cardenas at a con- convention, you, w- you can go back and listen to that episode too, mm-hmm. that lightning round. And they both told me, Hey, you're a podcaster. If you ever want us on the show, we'd be more than happy.
0: And they will be at Mountaineer con, I think in August. So that's up in Morgantown. It's like, uh, about three hours away from here. So they will be mm-hmm. up at Mountaineer con. So I plan on making the journey in August to go up there and, and meet some of them.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so yeah, there we go. Uh, any more little behind the scenes tidbits you want to share about once and always.
1: No, uh, we've talked about the theme song. I think we can now now move on to the Rangers. Now I've got a few here with asterisks and I do that for a reason. (laughs) Okay. So here's the thing. Do we want to go in the normal order that we do with the colors or do we want to go in order of, I think, relevance to the story?
0: Who is, who is relevant and who is the actual leader to the story? Um,
1: because i usually because i always list these in the order of how they're put in the ranger wiki and the ranger wiki has a particular order that it goes with
0: well right so technically we would tip we would typically go with red ranger first because well red ranger privilege but for this let's go in order of relevancy all right um so
1: we'll start with i would say billy
0: let's start with billy let's yeah, start, we'll with start with billy.
1: billy so billy cranston played by David Yost, I already mentioned this mm-hmm. is his first time being in the franchise since Zio, and he was Billy. He was didn't even play Billy in the last three episodes that he was in, uh-huh. because we talked about it already about all the behind the scenes drama that was going on. There's no need to rehash this. It's it's apparently all, been all resolved, all is forgiven. Our other Elsie wouldn't have come back, right?
0: So here he is playing Fence, Billy, and a fences lot. Vince's have been. Has fences fences have been mended. Yeah. Uh, apparently so. Um, so it just, it just, it's nice that it's nice that to have David Yost back, uh, in blues pandex.
1: Right. And also, and I just want to say, like I said, a lot has happened with Billy. Some of my little gripes with the special has to do with the structure, particularly how it handles exposition. Mm-hmm. Now I was fine at first with the in media res. It's like, okay, fine. You'll get me caught up later. And there were some bits of what's happened with Billy in the last about 25 years or so, I would say, since Zio, that I didn't quite get answers for until almost toward the end, which bugged me a little bit. I had to infer a lot of stuff until then. So it didn't bother me as much the second time, but I I knew what was going on. So, you know, I have some gripes there, but I feel validated because I have joked both on this show and on the monster island film vault that Billy should be Elon Musk in the power rangers universe. And now he is the Elon Musk of the power rangers universe. Mm. <laughs> Cause right. we find out he runs, he's, we find that he's a tech tycoon. Yeah, he runs, right. he runs an incredibly powerful
0: technology company cranston innovations or cranston technologies i think it's cranston technologies is what it's
1: called i think it is i i I, you you want me to confirm that
0: uh no it's fine it's it's not necessarily all that matters
1: is that he's in charge of it he has been supplying technology to its spa not spd quite yet he basically recreated the, the command center the command center slash power chamber i think it's it's the setup is like the command center, but the aesthetics looks more like the power chamber to me right and, and we find out that he's the whole reason that everything got set in motion. You talked about mm-hmm. how he's responsible for Trini dying. He's, he's responsible for Trini dying to, you know twofold. Mm-hmm. Now, in the first scene, we see that Re- Robo Rita was about to kill him. And then Trini jumped in front of her deadly magic blast, Mm -hmm. took the shot. So she took the bullet for him, proverbially speaking. Right. But we find out that that wouldn't have even happened if not for him. Because, Mm. surprise, surprise, he was trying to bring Zordon back. And he has the broken chamber, Mm -hmm. the broken tube that we saw Mm. at the end countdown to destruction.
0: Well, when we first see the tube, it's not broken. It's okay re- that's true it's a it's a rebuilt tube okay right
1: okay that's true but it's it's cracked which made everybody think that it's the tube from yeah when Downtown we, to right
0: right when we first saw the preview when we first saw the preview in the trailer and the behind the scenes stuff the tube was cracked and everyone was like oh that's zordon's tube from in space mm-hmm. um that's what we all thought but no what like this is a brand new tube that billy built to try to bring Zordon back. Yeah, essentially what what he was doing was he was searching the universe, the galaxy for remnants of Zordon's energy from the Z wave. And let me just say this. I think if I'm not mistaken, Nathan, and correct me if I'm wrong. Also, listeners with attitude, correct me if I'm wrong here. But I think this is the the first time that they have ever used the term Z wave. It is. Air, I confirm on that. screen on screen. OK, so you did confirm that. OK.
1: Yeah, it was a fan term, and now it has been canonized. Mm-hmm. So he's try—he's scouring the universe with his technology, trying to find Zordon's particles, which is, it's comic book logic, but I'll go with it. Oh, sure. Well, it's also kind of Star Trek logic too, but it's very comic book logic. its It doesn't break anything. It doesn't break anything. And interestingly, instead of finding Zordon,
4: mm-hmm.
1: And I, th- do we want to save this discussion for when we get to Robo Rita? I think we can mention well, it in passing here and then really unpack it with Robo. Yeah, Rita. let's mention
0: it in passing here. And then we'll instead of finding
1: that. Zordon, he instead finds Rita's evil essence that had been separated from her, mm-hmm. uh, which again, we'll unpack it a little bit more later, which merges with an alpha unit. So he's responsible for basically the birth of Robo Rita. Mm-hmm. So they wouldn't have even had the antagonist to kill Trini if not for him. So Billy, that that's a big burden to carry. That is a really big burden to carry for poor Billy. And you can tell that it Mm. weighs him down. He flat out says it's my fault. And Min goes after him and says, it's your fault Mm. that mom is dead which by the way, we should also mention, we already talked about it when we've talked about the trailer before, we're not, we're not afraid to talk about death. We're going to make death the, the catalyst for the rest, for the whole story. And we are going to have characters freely talk about death and killing and (laughs) all of like all the things we couldn't say before. Hence why I threw that in as a joke during the epic plot synopsis. They could. it was like, we can just talk about it now.
0: Yeah because this like like we said at the top of the show this special is meant to be a more mature take on the mighty morphin lore or not a mature take but a more mature continuation of the mighty morphin lore because these these people these rangers are obviously now adults they're not teenagers with attitude anymore they're adults with real lives
1: mhm yeah so That's a big part of what Billy is dealing with throughout the whole thing is I do feel like there's an element of trying to make penance for this. I think so. And credit to David Yost. He really he really shows some range with this character.
0: I think his performance this is his performance was wonderful from his opening from the opening scene with well, from from him taking his helmet off and 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 you know watching Trini die or uh, reflecting on uh, Trini's death to the moment where they're in Trini's house and him and Zach are trying to figure out how the hell do they tell men that their mom just died.
1: And when I saw that, I was just thinking to myself, man, how do you how do you tell someone that? How do you tell somebody, how do you walk into someone's house? Especially if it's a teenage girl and say, Hey, guess what? Your mom is dead.
0: Mm. But, and not, not just your mom is dead, but your mom, your mom was killed by an intergalactic sorceress, a robot
1: intergalactic,
0: a robot, a robotic intergalactic sorceress, like, how do you tell people (laughs) that because men does not men does not know that they're power rangers i don't even know if men even knew that her mom was a power
1: which is interesting that just tells you how deeply ingrained the words of zordon are for these people
0: oh i mean they, they zach makes reference to that because in that conversation with billy uh zach says remember what zordon said we can't uh you remember you remember zordon's rules and then billy fires back with sometimes rules can be broken for a good reason Mm
4: -hmm.
0: when they're deciding to reveal, because, because Zach says we have to tell her everything. We have to tell her everything, but, uh, uh, or no, Billy, sorry, let me back up. Billy says we have to tell her everything. Zach doesn't want to, because he wants to, he wants to, uh, respect Zordon's rules and Billy says that rules are meant to be broken. Sometimes or rules are meant to be broken for good reason. Right. yeah Yeah.
1: so like i said it's it's a huge predicament and then min basically solves the problem for them because she just overhears them
0: right yeah
1: yeah which man yeah so this special it's i honestly there's not i mean there's some humor in this special but it's not laugh out necessarily laugh out loud funny it does not start with all that much humor it starts off really dark with Trini's death and then the repercussions of that. And yeah, we'll jump ahead a year and there's yeah, there's, you know, there's some there's some little quips here and there, yeah. you know, later on when people are kind of getting settled into their new normal
0: and stuff. But it it just reminds the audience that this is not the same power that this is in in some ways, not the same power rangers that they grew up with anymore, right? Um, Because this special is obviously geared towards adult fans, people like mm-hmm. us, people are still family friendly. friendly though. It's still, yeah, it's still incredibly family friendly. You can watch this special with your children if you want, if, if you have kids, but it is obviously geared towards people our age that grew up in that time period.
1: Right, right. And I do think we see Billy go on a journey in this where by mm-hmm. the end of by the end of this special, after everything that they've been through, he has a final conversation with men and everything is reconciled and you know, she has forgiven him and mm-hmm. he's been able to like the rest of the team has been able to move on from everything. Right. And uh, he get, does get some some very superhero esque catharsis because he's the one, well, he technically doesn't kill her, but come on,
0: he gets to step Ropo Rita in the back. <laughs> so I, I do want to ask a question I do want to ask a question um and this kind of relates to cosmic fury do you think that they're setting up a sit se- do you think they're setting us up for the return of Zordon I in think cosmic so
1: because that's that plot thread is left dangling Mm-mm. I think yeah. they're setting us up for the return of Zordon which that's going to be momentous it will be I'm glad they didn't do it here. I was worried that they would because I thought I th- I like, no, that's too much. That's
0: I want them to save much. it. If they're going to do that, I want them to save it. I want them to save it right. for cosmic Fury because what we know about, and I don't this is not a cosmic fury discussion, but I want to just tack up this on here and say what we know about cosmic fury. It is it is a continuation of the story with our Dino Fury Rangers, but it's also the 30th season and it's going to and cosmic fury is going to try to wrap up. 30 years of ranger lore as well right Uh, so the return having the return of Zordon as the big moment at the end that could be something like incredibly momentous
1: yeah or at some point during the story of the special like he could be like I don't know like Gandalf coming over the hill with the with the armies to to save the not Tirith, it was the i'm a terrible terrible fan now the but at the end of return of the king so i it could be exciting it could be really really exciting but we should now move on i'm sure christopher reiner is yelling at me right now for forgetting the thing and i'll probably uh, helm's deep there you go now christopher can stop yelling at me (laughs) cap (laughs) beat is not kicking it as hard as i wanted it to anyway so we've already talked about him a bit so let's move on to our black ranger zach taylor played by walter jones i would say i don't i think it's appropriate that the two original cast members you know of the original five who were able to come back the story is very centralized on them Mm -hmm. and so we find out that billy has become a tech tycoon we -hmm. they mentioned Sestria, he's apparently traveled the universe, he can go get stuff in different places. So and he still knows Cestria. They apparently still have something of a relationship going. We don't know exactly what that is, but you know, and, and but he still has connections to Aquatar and all of
0: that. And my headcanon, I actually stole this or I borrowed. Let me just say I borrowed this from one of the members in our Facebook group, Rob Buck, where he says his headcanon is that the reason why the command center is now on a beach is because there is an aqua ship Aquatarian uh, ship waiting in the ocean for billy uh, or it's next to a beach so that if uh cestria needs to come along with billy she would have a place to uh recharge oh and okay stay safe so so that is that's pretty I, and it's pretty so that is that's rob's headcanon and it sounded so good i wanted to adopt that for my own headcanon so Thanks. Thanks Rob. Yeah,
1: I can go along with that. But anyway, and then we find out that (laughs) we
0: find out that Zach has been busy, he was a congressman, which is really odd to think about because this how
1: Mr. Hip-Hop Keto was, is a congressman. (laughs)
0: Yes. (laughs) Do you think
1: he like, do do you think he walks into the Capitol and does does his little dance moves?
0: Maybe. I mean he did it here, so
1: I don't even oh good lord, I really don't want to theorize about which party he would be. <laughs> I'm glad they didn't specify. I don't want to even acknowledge that.
4: <laughs>
1: All we know is that he was a congressman. So and yeah. he quit being a I think this this is a very noble move of him. He quit being a congressman so he could take, take care, care of man. men. yeah Because and that he, is I, it sounded like he felt a little obligated.
0: And I believe that is an Easter egg from the comics. That's that's a little bit of an Easter egg from the, from the comic books when he was in, when him and Trini were the Omega Rangers. Mm-hmm. Um, so that it's nice that they worked that into the story of once and always it, obviously Hasbro has been paying attention. They've been paying or <laughs> they've, they've been
2: paying attention to a lot of,
0: they, they've been paying attention to a lot of things. They've been paying attention to the memes and we'll get there in a minute. Um, <laughs> But it's it's nice that they're that they're doing that, and it is it's yeah. a very no it's a very noble sacrifice mm-hmm. that that uh, Zach has. And speaking of noble sacrifice, um, Zach had had one of the best speeches. Yes, one of the which best. We will
1: unpack during the awards because it won my award. It's going to be a very long award, but I have to give it to that.
0: Mm-hmm. We because it, 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 that
1: it's... might I think that and. I think that and probably the scene in the living room and then probably the scene at the juice bar at the end are the three best written scenes in the entire special
0: mm-hmm. And but i think that's that scene in the command center where uh zach is sort of he's, he's he's trying to mentor men and he's going through like a very brief history of the power rangers and zordon and he's explaining all of that but he's also talking about things like grief and revenge and all these things. And I believe that speech is the, um, um, not centerpiece, but the, the cornerstone yeah. of what this special is supposed to be about. Right. Um, so it's, it's, yeah, that, that one's, that one's good. Yeah. Uh, and Zach
1: gets the kill shot. <laughs> he does He does. <laughs> I'm telling you I'm telling you uh, again we'll talk about it a little bit more the awards I was not entirely prepared for how hardcore this thing would get <laughs> Robo Rita get first Robo Rita gets stabbed mm. uh, in the back and then out the chest you can see the Lance come through <laughs> right on her chest she gets stabbed through the chest by Billy and then for all intents and purposes, executed <laughs> by Zack with his with his power axe gun. And I think he even says this is for treaty, and then headshots are and she explodes. Right. <laughs> oh my gosh.
0: <laughs> that was the climax. We'll get there, but that was the actual climax of the of the episode. Uh not the Zord battle.
1: Right. It's just wow. Just wow. But it's it's like I said, it's really cool. Seeing what these characters we get to see the characters, we get to see that the characters have grown up now. Yeah. A couple of them we've gotten some hints of that. We've seen Jason come back a couple of times, we've seen Tommy plenty. Mm-hmm. We all so we know where he went as time went on. It's funny seeing these 50 something people be power rangers now. We had that joke in Dino Thunder,
2: aren't you a little low for this, Tommy? <laughs> <laughs>
1: And then we got 50 somethings <laughs> being Power Rangers. Was, it's
0: really, it's really funny. Um, It's really funny that, because we, we, I was watching this special with uh some friends, the friends, our friends at Monsters of Attitude and Adrian Settle, who is a member of Monsters of Attitude. Uh, we were talking about how well these guys have aged. And I said, Walter is Jones, Walter
1: Jones, especially. Oh my gosh.
0: Walter Jones doesn't feel like he's aged at all. And Adrian uh, Adrian looks at me and he says, Well, black don't crack. So that's why, that's why his, that's why,
3: that's why his, that's why he's aged, that's why he's aged so, age so well.
0: Um, so, I mean, that's, that's, they all look like they've aged incredibly well, I think. Yeah. Um, You can obviously tell that they're older, but yeah, you could obviously tell that they're older, but I think for, for this special, uh, they've all aged incredibly well.
1: Right. Right. And Zach definitely we've talked about it a bit already. Zach is definitely, uh, the one who is sticking most closely, I think to what he was taught by Zordon. And so he's Billy is a bit broken. He's a bit broody because of recent events, whereas Zach, is at still is continuing to adhere as closely as he can to what he was taught because so he's he probably not... the closest to the quote unquote goody two shoes versions of hmm. these
0: characters that we had in the original show. Well, Zach's more of like the wise sage. He's wiser now. Yeah. He's a lot wiser now. Um, so it's, I think... it's, it's kind of interesting. So now he's the mentor, right? I, I would, I, yeah, I would say that, uh, yeah, I would say that Zach is the mentor for this. He plays the mentor role for this episode. Yeah, like we've seen we've seen other past Rangers do it. We've seen we've seen Jason do it. We've seen Tommy do it. Um, I think I think having Zach be the mentor for not just men, but the mentor for the mentor for the audience, because the because Zach is there to remind the audience of the rules of Zordon of the history. whereas billy is grieving he billy is trying to get some of that billy's trying to bring zordon back and and return things back to the past zach seems okay with just letting things be the way they are
1: right right which provides a very nice contrast and i also think it illustrates yeah, you know, we've talked about the hero's journey multiple times on this podcast. And I think that is where the hero's journey can eventually lead you. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the hero goes through the trials is mentored, overcomes obstacles. And then by the time his journey is over, becomes the, mentor. he becomes the mentor and trains mm-hmm. future heroes. So I think that adds to the resonance that we
0: see with Zach in this. Mm-hmm. But Zach, Zach was Zach was definitely one of my favorite characters. I mean, mm-hmm. it's all it's good to see them all back. But yeah, Zach, Zach's performance in particular really affected me. Right. And he's got some good quips, too. He's still quippy. He does. He does the up here. Zach is back in black in black. <laughs>
1: you tell the writers are having fun yeah (laughs) the writers is a pretty dark special at points but you could tell they're still having some fun too Mm -hmm.
0: there (laughs) it's it's still captured once and always tries to be more mature but it still uses those those more lighthearted moments that Mm -hmm. we know and that we know and love of power rangers to good effect i believe right and now
1: i think obviously we have to talk about our newest ranger in this our yellow ranger yes we're going full tilt spoilers with this in case in case you didn't know yes min kwan played by charlie kirsch i hope i said that right
0: kirsch yes
1: she becomes the new yellow ranger she inherits her mother's mantle which is why if you look at the notes i do have trini kwan listed with an asterisk because that is trini at the beginning
0: Mm -hmm. but with but not too quickly which i liked
1: yes yes she she's the one who goes on i guess you could say the more traditional hero's journey in this Mm -hmm. because she's trying to be she wants to avenge her mother Mm -hmm. and they and Billy and Zach keep telling her, no, this is ranger business. Let us handle it. She's like, I want to be a ranger. I've been training, blah, blah, blah. By the way, Miss Kirsch is a crazy good martial artist. Oh, she's incredibly good. Yes. Oh my gosh. She is. She's intense, good. too. She's, she's intense. very intense. <laughs> very, very intense at points. And, but so we get to see her progress. <clears throat> so at first, And we can understand why I think we could all understand. She wants to get the person, the villain Mm -hmm. who killed her mother. That Mm -hmm. just makes sense. Mm
4: -hmm.
1: But they keep telling her, it's like, you can't do that. Mm -hmm. She says, oh, this is about justice. No, this is about revenge for you. Mm -hmm. That's not allowed. Right. You can't do this. Right. And she keeps not listening and not listening. She kind of gets it, but she keeps trying to strike out on her own. She steals her mother's morpher. And she keeps trying to use it. And actually, one of my favorite moments of the special, some of that, my favorite moments of humor is we're at the Juice Bar. Ernie's oh, Juice yeah. Bar. They yeah, recre- yeah, yeah. I don't know if they found the set or they recreated it, but that was an amazing recreation of that set, if that's oh, the case. Yeah,
0: it looks great. It looks And wonderful.
1: she's fighting a bunch of putties and she's like, okay, guys, you're going to get it. Sabertooth Tiger. Nothing
0: happens, but all the putties are like, Ooh.
2: Like all yeah all the putty
0: all the all the all the all the putties are a little gun shy at that moment. Yeah, they're, they, they're all
2: scared like they're, They they
0: ex- they know what's about to happen. Yeah. But it doesn't but it ends up not happening. Okay. Now, I do like the fact that because when we when we see men and, and they she, still sound
1: like angry turkeys.
0: <laughs> Thanks, Cat. <Kath>. Thanks. <laughs> Ka- thank Catherine Sutherland for that line. Uh <laughs> all these years and they still sound like angry turkeys. Um <laughs> Anyway, um, so I like the fact, because when we, when we see men take her mom's morpher, which by the way, I have that morpher, they're using the legacy, the Bandai legacy morpher as that they're using the toy. Um, They used the toy back then too, because the toys look so good. You could pass them off as the props. Right. right, They're using the toy. Um, But so when she takes, when she takes the morpher. I'm sitting there. This is the first time I'm watching it. I'm sitting there thinking, please do not let her morph too early. Do not just instantly give her powers because if you, if you instantly give her powers, I don't care how grief stricken she is. I don't think she's earned them yet.
1: Yep. And you veer her, I think veer her into Mary Sue territory potentially.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: And if you followed the nerdy discourse, for the last i would say five to seven years there's been a lot well more like five to eight years there's been a lot more talk about mary sue characters and yeah if you had done that i think that would have thrown her potentially thrown her into that territory or dangerously close to
0: well it. well for the for the for the benefit of the of the listeners with attitude can you give what is it what is a mary sue
1: mary sue to put it succinctly it it was originally a fan fiction term it came from star trek fan fiction in the 70s there was a character named i think it was like ensign or lieutenant or whatever i forget the rank but it was a character named mary sue joined starfleet and she was just good at everything even though she was only like 18 years old and she was loved by everybody except for the bad guys and it was basically presented as being better and more talented than everybody including the established characters like captain kirk Mm. And then she died at the end and everyone was sad that someone so amazing had died. And Mm. now that term, and there's a masculine version of it too, that they've invented. Mary Sue, people think that Mary Sue refers only to female characters. It's not necessarily true. There's also a Gary Stew. That's kind of the male version (laughs) of it. I know it's kind of goofy, but it's basically just for a character who is just so incredibly perfect or talented or whatever that it breaks the narrative of the story. Mm -hmm. This completely shatters it. Some people think it's just for a character is too powerful. No, that's Superman is not a Mary Sue character. He's incredibly Mm -hmm. powerful, but he's not a Mary Sue character. It's if the character just breaks the story to the point where, Mm -hmm. you know, it functionally doesn't work anymore. Right. I would give examples of that, but I don't feel like miring us in controversy.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. That's that that's fair. Um, But I was really, but. Back on back on track, I, I was really. Back to happy. action. I was really happy that they just did not instantly let her morph. In fact, it happens twice. Yep, in, she tries it, two hap- times. It, it tri- she tries two times once with the morpher closed and then she learns, oh, the morpher, ha- you have to press the button. You have, yeah, the morpher has to be open. She tries that the morpher doesn't work. She tries because she tries it again in the junkyard with the with snit, with the is
1: and a robo minotaur. <laughs>
0: Yeah, She has her for it.: Yes. Um, <laughs> we,
1: got, we, we got some snarky monsters at this, too. I kind of like
0: it.
2: <gasps> Thanks. I hate it.
0: <laughs> Surprise.: Thanks, I hate it. <laughs> oh. What are you doing here, girly
1: Fun fact: I found out that the original snizzard was voiced by Brian Cranston. You didn't
0: know that we talked about that
1: did we i forgot about yeah.
0: it yeah we talked when about i was that. doing it my would've...
1: research i was like oh i was looking at the voice actors like oh it was brian cranston was the original okay. this was
0: way it would have been way out of budget but it would have been so good to have him back just <laughs> voice
1: funny it. would it have been if they did
0: get him back have char- so He charged good. them
1: 10 times more money now though
0: <laughs> that would that would have been so good to have R- brian cranston back to do to do Snizzard. yeah but anyway yeah. getting back to so getting back to men so mm-hmm
1: she goes through this whole thing she's always being told that you know you can't do it for revenge you have to have better motives but she and I like the fact that even though she is disobedient like she runs mm-hmm. off and does things when Zach her guardian says no you shouldn't be doing that. You should be doing your homework not meddling yeah. in this she suffers some consequences for it
0: she does and yeah, I think does.
1: there's some nuances there because yeah men make some good points but Zach is her guardian and she's being disobedient. He chooses her out for it. It's like, you shouldn't have done that. Why are you disobeying me? Mm-hmm. You know? So I appreciate the fact that she gets some consequences for that. And then when she does become the Yellow Ranger, it definitely feels earned. And it's, I was telling you this when we were watching. It's like, it's a weird variation off of a Western trope. A West, like a Western movie trope, which oh, is the
0: the bullet in the Bible, the or... bullet in the
1: Bible, yeah, it's yeah. the where somebody uh, gets shot, but if they have like a little pocket Bible in their like a breast, the, pocket, st- the, the, Bible, stops, the, Bible, the Bible, the Bible stops, the Bible stops the
0: bullet, yeah, get the bullet gets stopped by the Bible, yeah, 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 yeah okay. the
1: bullet gets stopped by the Bible, and in this case, she has the Morpher in her coat pocket, and she huh. and she replicates the beginning of it, so it's a nice bookend. She replicates the beginning of the special where Roborita is trying to kill Billy again. Hmm. And then she jumps in front of the magic blast and she goes flying off and we are led to believe that she is dead. But, and I don't, they never really explain what happens here. So I don't know if the implication is that the morpher absorbed the energy and the reason it wasn't working was because it wasn't charged. Mm -hmm. And then she was able to use it. I actually, shout out to our listener, Christopher Reiner. I actually like his fan theory about this because I I think it's just really cool, which is that, because when that happens, she gets flashes of her mother's memories from when she was a ranger.
4: Mm -hmm.
1: And then she wakes up. I like to think, like Christopher Reiner, that the soul of her mother is in the morpher Mm -hmm. and was disallowing her from morphing because she knew she wasn't ready.
0: It was trying to protect her.
1: It was trying to protect her. Mm-hmm. And then when she saw her act of sacrifice, she said, You you've now you've shown me that you know what it means to be a ranger. I want to morph now.
0: That is a much better headcanon than some of the fan theory that I've seen around Ranger Nation where because after after once and always came out, they were like, so morphers are um, inner gyms now, like they only operate. They only work because you because uh, out of self-sacrifice or when they I, when you show. I mean, there's
1: there's precedent for that, but I, I, there is. And that could be the creator's intention here. But no, I like that. It, I I like the more personal idea that it's and I think it, there's some good arguments to be made here. I think that, that it is the, so she has the soul of her mother with her mm-hmm. still. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I thought that was a very satisfying conclusion to her story. And then we get to see her be a ranger and she gets to stab mm-hmm. some putties, which is kind of fun.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, th- yeah. Cause they actually get to use their weapons this time. We haven't yeah. seen the power. We haven't seen the power weapons in a long time. I almost, no, forgot we haven't, they, I, I almost forgot what they even looked like. Um, yeah, but,
1: uh, <laughs> I do want to address an elephant zord in the room and i don't but i don't want to spend too much time on it which is who's her father because we don't get an explanation for that Uh, and i've heard some wild theories about who her dad is supposed to be the only thing we get even remotely close to who her father could have been was i believe i can't remember if it was billy or zach in that in that living room scene Where they said, it's just, they said, it's always just been Trini and her. Mm -hmm. So, it's very ambiguous. So, Mm -hmm. I personally think that her father died before she was born. Possibly. Because if her father was still alive, I would expect he would be involved or somebody would bring him up.
0: He would be the one he would be the one to he would be the one taking care of men, not Zach,
1: not Zach,
0: mm-hmm.
1: which tells me, I mean, even if it was like something of it was she's the product of a you know of a one night stand or, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the, her her father divorced Trini or whatever. Some, or it could have there, been there would be some could, sort of involvement.
0: Or it could be the fact or it could be. I mean, just bringing like real, real world, con- trying to bring like real world consequences into it. Like baby Trini was, uh, she knew that it would be difficult having a relationship with somebody, um, while she was a ranger. So in vitro fertilization, like, you know, you, doing could, it that go way.
1: Th- you could go there too, or you could add another layer of tragedy and maybe she had a relationship and she got pregnant, but then realized that there was no way that she'd be able to manage all of that with right. the family, which, well, how do you explain Tommy and cat? But, right. That's why I, it's just a little too muddy and I get it. You know, Trini is not Tommy and cat, but right. I would, but I, like I said, I think the cleaner way to do it is, to, is to just say, for whatever reason, her father died either before she was born or right after she was born.
0: Yeah, that's the clean way to do it. There's there's a lot of different ways you could spin it. If you Like I, t- like I told you, I wish because there are there are some things I wish that they could have been expanded on like that one or like that, like that part, like the her like where is her where is her dad that probably would have required this to be a little longer than it did. Like maybe I would say this, this it probably should have been about 75 to 80 minutes long if we wanted an explanation as to what's what else is going on
1: right but it's not as important to the story at this point it's not because ultimately her quote-unquote father figure becomes zach and that's the important part
0: right because but, she because we learned that pretty early on when you know after she finds that it's like they do a time skip after uh men finds that her, her dead. Which so is the interesting
1: a... thing because this is why I said that the way that they handle the death of Tui Trang by kill, by canonizing the death of Trini in this is it doesn't happen 20 years ago like it did with Tui Trang.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: We find out that canonically Trini died in 2022. Right. So we're which base which I think retroactively confirms that any other time that we have seen the yellow mighty morphin ranger so uh like in beast morphers and I'm trying to think what are some other instances in beast morphers i know
0: uh dino charge where they had all the dinosaur rangers come back
1: no that was that was, uh, yeah dino charge yeah that's correct yeah
0: yeah so any of those other times
1: that we that we've seen the legendary yellow mighty battle morphin ranger, huh? legendary legendary battle legendary battle i think we can safely assume that was training, right so that was training because we do see uh, Aisha does meet men and she says, I'm happy that the saber tiger legacy is in good hands. So mm. th- it's the other yellow Ranger, the other yellow Mighty Morphin Ranger saying, hey, I'm glad that you have the mantle now.
0: So but it also opens up another question because Aisha was the last yellow. What did like, how did Trini end up with the powers? Like, how did these characters end, with, end up with their powers after
1: uh, <laughs> it's it, it, that, it, that it, they explain it in this special for the immediate needs, but let's be honest that that's
0: that's a that's a plot that's hole. A,
1: that's a can of worms that's never been a, that hasn't been fully addressed for decades.
0: That's a that's a plot hole. I think, in my opinion, that's a plot hole that they could have addressed if they wanted to, if we had enough time to. Right, but that, regardless, what
1: I appreciate that as I was saying
0: because that
1: means that trini has been allowed retroactively to outlive tui trang Mm -hmm. and they are using tui trang's death and by extension trini's death to tell a very interesting story about family about legacy Mm -hmm. about inheritance about you know all of these things that i think are very effective because we are seeing all of these, well, not all of them, but we're seeing several of these characters as adults dealing with adult things. And it would seem probable, even natural, for mm. at least one of them to have not made it. But we still get to see mm. the legacy of Trini Kwan through right. her daughter. Mm-hmm. So, like I said, it can be a little bit touch and go sometimes with how you want to handle character death because an actor has died. I'm happy to say that my fear that it would be manhandled did not pan out. Right. There's another element that didn't pan out the way I was expecting too, but we'll get to that. <laughs> yeah, we'll get there. But anyway, we do have a couple more, uh, a couple more Rangers to talk about that aren't as important to this, but they should be mentioned. Our Red Ranger, Rocky DeSanto, Steve Cardenas. We technically did have Jason Lee Scott, but
0: invoice it, only,
1: invoice only, and he got captured to and put into the MacGuffin. But the Alpha Nine, because it's an Alpha Nine this time, made quote unquote proxy pa- power coins. So now, it's, so now he's not using Red Dragon. He's using Tyrannosaurus. We get, but we get to see what Rocky's been doing. And let's be honest. Rocky's better in here than he was at any point in <laughs> this the, is the show. And, you know, and come on. And I, I don't know if it quite makes up for the fact that he was replaced with a child, but
0: <laughs> all of these Rangers get a moment. They, they all, I'm, I'm very happy that they all get a moment. They like, even no matter how big or how small. Uh, Rocky gets to stab the minotaur and and destroy the with, minotaur. Yeah, with the, the sword. End. Yeah, the
1: downward stab with the sword. <laughs> and, right, know, blows him up, and we find out Rocky's a
0: firefighter. Mm-hmm. Switch. I I kept pausing it to see. I was hoping it was Lightspeed Rescue. Like, I, I oh, was that would have been
1: see. fun if it was on I, Lightspeed I was, Rescue. I
0: was hoping to see a little Lightspeed Rescue badge on it, but it's not.
1: Um, yeah, so. we got we got Space Patrol Alpha, but mm-hmm. yeah, but yeah. So Rocky's in this. You know he gets some cool moments. It's nice to see him. Steve Cardenas, I for his, I've said it before, has di- as much disrespect as I feel like Steve Cardenas, Well, Rocky the character got in that original show. The writers just didn't know what to do with him, mm-hmm. and I think I have to again shout out to Christopher Reiner. I think I agree with him. I think they probably should have made Rocky the Blue Ranger and made Adam the re- the new Red Ranger. Or no, no, they should have made Rocky the new Black Ranger and they should have made Adam the new Red Ranger because Adam had a personality more in keeping with a Red Ranger and just, oh, you know, back then they were doing right. more with Adam altogether. Right. Now, Steve Cardenas was obviously very talented physically. Mm-hmm. So he just wasn't given enough too. But But right. here, like I said, it was great to see him. I don't have a whole lot to say about him. I know mean, I I he don't. does a Superman punch at one point while fighting putties, which was cool.
0: He saves a woman being thrown off of a building by a putty. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's was interesting The they wouldn't have done that in the show, throwing women and children off of buildings. <laughs> I men
1: um, gets picked up by putties and slammed on a counter. <laughs> oh
0: my God. Yeah. Like, come on, like they're not gonna, they're not gonna let you up. A- and, uh, also one other thing too, that I noticed um. Remember how Miss Marchand said that they weren't allowed to do headshots? They're yep. clearly doing headshots, <laughs> like head punch, head punches and kicks in this. Yep. Because men comes through and does like a a fly uh, a flying uh, uh uh not super kick. What's the the um uh, like a Bruce Lee kick? No, like a um torpedo kick. Okay. Like a like a torpedo kick. Drop kick, drop flying kick. drop kick, Dro- flying drop kick to a putty's head. And I was like, "Oh, well, they didn't used to be able to do that." Um, so,
1: yeah, it anyway. should be noted this special is shot very cinematically at points. Oh,
0: incredibly cinematic! It looks great. Yeah, I, I think overall, the I think overall, minus some nitpicks, I think the special looks great.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so yeah, Rocky gets to be in this. He gets to be cool. More respect that he ever got in the show. Yeah. Not then, a whole lot to
0: say. Not a whole lot to say about him. He gets some, he gets some, um, he gets, he gets some gets good some one-liners. Little, he does. He gets some nice one-liners. I think, uh, it was, uh, Snizzard says, I thought we captured pink and red. Um, um, and Kat says different Rangers. And then Rocky says same powers. So he gets to have some nice little quips and one-liners, but yeah, it's, this is not a Rocky story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not a rocky story, which
1: is, which is okay. And then the other Ranger that we have in this uh, out of our main cast is our pink Ranger who was Kimberly Hart through the magic of ADR. And then she got captured and then they bring back Catherine, Catherine Hillard, played by Catherine uh, Sutherland. So it's Catherine uh, with a K, uh, uh, the character played by Catherine with a C Sutherland.
0: Uh, uh, that's wrong. That is incorrect. It is now
1: Catherine Oliver. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Then the Ranger wiki needs to be updated because it said Catherine Hillard, but yes, that is a good point. That is a good point. We now have official confirmation (laughs) that
0: Catherine is JJ's mother. And yes, Jamie, we know that that has always been assumed, uh, but it has never been fully addressed on screen. They're just, what we're excited about is they're just paying off what was what started in zeo so there we go
1: yep and that was hinted at in dimensions in danger was quote unquote confirmed in the boom studios comics most notably soul, soul of the, the dragon. dragon we have that episode uh, coming up a relisting from the from the drift space but so we now have official confirmation because she flat out says jj is my son And Tommy's, she doesn't say Tommy's my husband, but it's all but said, yeah, it's they're they're together.
0: It's implied. Yeah. And
1: we all know from, you know, from Zio that, you know, they had a, that they were a thing and all of that sort of stuff. So it's confirmed and she's basically the only one who really talks all that much about Tommy,
0: Mm. which well, Adam mentions Adam mentions him once.
1: Anna mentions him once but she's the one who actually talks about when she's when they go to the pandora palace there's uh. another easter egg right there the Pandora protocol <laughs> and she sees the figure of the green ranger she's she tries to reach for versus tommy you know so it's a lot of very strong implication but you know, like I said, it's all but confirmed. Now I know there's been a little bit of a debate over how old JJ is in this. I think the prevailing theory is that he's about eight because we hear Tommy talk to him from a distance Mm -hmm. in Dimensions and Danger, Mm -hmm. but he sounds like he's talking to a very small
0: child, a very young child, yeah,
1: very young child. So like I said, the since that was five years ago, the like I said, the prevailing theory is that he's about eight because eight, Catherine mentions that she was helping out with his karate
0: class. I would say eight or 10. Like he's, he's, he's old enough to be probably in middle grade, but he is, um, but he's young enough to where he's, but he's still young enough to where he's still living in his parents' house. Right. He's not a teenager for sure. Right. And I don't know what year was sold. The dragon set. Do you, do you remember? It's in
1: like 20. I want to say like about 2034. I can look that up really quick, but it's farther into the future than I think some people realize.
0: So JJ in that comic was in his late 20s, oh, early think. 20s, early 20s. I keep talking. I'll find it. Okay. But yes, it's all but confirmed here. You know catherine the catherine tommy relationship which might upset some people that are hardcore M mmpr fans but it's just it's <laughs> i mean just...
1: Uh, our friend carl has he's paid lip service to catherine and tommy getting together in the mm. audio drama but he still has tommy and kim together and i think there are just some people would prefer it be tommy and kim maybe to be honest but... if, if if jamie joe johnson had left the show it probably would have ended up being those two
0: mm. But um, but okay. So the
1: the Ranger Wiki here is placing it around twenty thirty eight.
0: Okay, so that would make
1: because it would be twenty years after Dimensions in Danger. It's
0: right. So that's twenty years after Dimensions in Danger. If say, if he was, we'll say that JJ was. I don't know three in dimensions. About, in we'll say we'll say he's about three years old. Right? So you skip ahead five years, it makes him eight 2035. He would be 2323. 23. So okay, so he's early early 20s. So that's about right. That's about right. Um, So approximately eight years old is what we would say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm
1: glad that they paid that off made it official. So it's not just uh-huh. a boom thing.
0: Right? Yeah, you know,
1: it is it is canon now so that's the but, biggest thing that we got out of that
0: and the cat the, the cat, cat gets, gets
1: to say the meme
0: she, she said i don't care no no when, let, let's set it up let's set it up okay let's All set right.
1: it up because this is when alpha reveals that they've made proxy him and billy have made proxy coins proxy power coins and Zach brings up is like hey zordon said that it was dangerous to make uh, to duplicate power sets." Basically, to duplicate powers, and Catherine says, "I don't care how dangerous peak energy is."
0: Thank you, Hasbro, for paying attention to the meme.
2: <laughs> and she says it with such a straight face, too.
0: She does. She. I'm wondering if she cracked. But I wonder if she cracked after she said it, oh I curious. bet she
2: did she had
1: that probably took a couple of takes because we right. all because it's such a it's such a weird line in the original show and
0: it and it's it's it sounds it, honestly it sounds weird in the context of this because everything is supposed to be so serious and then you come out with a line like that and you just can't you, yep. you just can't help you I
1: would just like to point out that I love the fact that Catherine Sutherland's accent hasn't changed a lick in th- almost 30 years.
0: Oh, I love it. I love it. I love she her. She
1: still has that Australian twang. It's like nothing changed. Mm-hmm. It's so great. No wonder Tommy fell for her. I mean, come on. It doesn't, it doesn't
0: come through. It doesn't come through as much when she's like fighting the putties and stuff like that. So I'm wondering if that's something else, but, um, but yeah like uh, she has some really good one-liners she's the one that says after all these years these still so- they still sound like angry turkeys <laughs> still sound like angry turkeys. um
1: <laughs> and she she gets I want a- now i want to know if that's where they got the adr for those things like that they like did the sound like did the sound mixers literally go <laughs> Go, go out to a farm agitate turkeys record it and then
0: add that to the mix i mean the it probably the, prob- the puppies putties probably not i mean it's not hard to make <laughs> you know it's not hard to make that noise um but Catherine gets some nice moments in there she's the one that des- she's the one that destroys the mcguffin Mm. She gets to use the power bow
1: for the first time.
0: She gets to use the power bow for the first time. She's very Because She was only
1: the Mighty Morphin Pink Ranger for a handful of episodes.
0: Yeah, for like a half season. That's all. Not even that. Yeah. Well, yeah. Maybe 10 episodes. Maybe 10, and then she got turned into a child, and then... Then Zeo happened. Then Zeo happened, so... Um she gets she gets to use the power bow. She gets to she gets to drive that she gets to help drive the Mega will pilot the Megazord and she's like, "Oh my god, I finally get to do this. I'm so excited." You know.
1: <laughs> oh, there's uh, there's another easter egg there too because Min says, "How do you drive this thing?" And Billy repeats his line from the first episode basically he says, "Watch what I do. It'll be second nature." Right. <laughs> so it was just wonderful seeing her there and getting the confirmation you know like i said she's not as central to the story because mm-hmm. this is very much the the
0: billy zach and nin show but i'm glad that they were there i want to talk for just for a second and ask you what did you think about the recreated morphing sequence with the with the morpher and all that and everything
1: i was i was for the most part happy with what they did i felt like some of the actors could have put a little bit more energy into their performance when Uh we got there but other than that i was happy with it
0: yeah yeah it wasn't like it's more for time it wasn't (sighs) like it wasn't
1: as as that but it was
0: it was still (laughs) not all of them
1: still have that youthful energy (laughs) yeah it's like i don't know
0: it's more for time oh god my back
1: yeah (laughs) (laughs) oh man oh boy now i do have one entry other than the list of action figures. I, I do have one entry under the sixth ranger or allies section, just because we need to acknowledge it Mm -hmm. because it was something that we talked about. There were theories about it, but the green ranger is in this. Mm -hmm. So, and it is flat out said to be Tommy. It is Tommy. Yep.
0: People were wondering how it was going to be handled. They do ADR his voice. Um, I kept waiting for the C, you know, we didn't get that. We, we got get some, that. we got some, uh, we got some other ADR that sounded like JDF, right? Um, oh,
1: and- I just remembered going back to Trini a little bit. I should, should be mentioned that Simon Bennett went on record on Twitter as saying that in the, in an earlier draft of the script, her death was going to be even more intense because the Rangers were going to climb down the cliffside where she died and find her body.
0: It would have added an extra scene and it would have probably been way too much for what, for the tone that they were going right. for.
1: She got as a, as a stance, seeing her get vaporized is intense enough. But anyway, it's, yeah. Anyway, I, I guess I'm just thinking about people who have died. So I need to mention it, but mm-hmm. so the green Ranger is in it, mm-hmm. but you know, that's about it. He's in it. Yeah. So nothing there's nothing like adam becomes the green ranger or billy or not billy or tommy dies in the special there's none of that weirdness
0: yep in fact you know, um from all intents and purposes tommy is still alive he's in sick bay on top of on the aquatar un, on the on he's on he's in sick bay on aquatar on the unconfirmed astro ship. that's my head cannon that they flew down in the astro megaship um but that's but that's neither here well
1: I, my head canon says that andros and ashley got married so his wife <laughs> is one of the action figures so he's probably checking on her <laughs> and to, It was not just as not just her but you know one of his teammates too i mean because carlos was one of them too so <laughs> mm. right but i'm weird like that so actually yeah. i think in terms of canonicity and timeline this might be around the same time as Trial of Astronema.
0: Hmm. Uh, cause it's before SPD, right? So this would, this would probably, oh, no, be... it would be a
1: little bit before because, because I and Adam say that they're still fighting the Trubians.
0: Right. And we know that the Trubian army is the army that the, the race of people that Emperor Grum was in charge of.
1: Yes. Yes. So all that to say, (laughs) anyway, that's I'm going to warn you right now, listeners with attitude, that is actually still not the nerdiest thing. You're probably going to hear in this podcast. (laughs) Just wait for it anyway. (laughs) So yeah, we acknowledge the existence of Tommy. Mm -hmm. Okay. So now we have our supporting cast and I think we'll be able to breeze through this relatively quickly. Cause a lot of them we've already talked about a bit as, as it is, but do we need, should we talk about them together? It's hard to talk At, about them. Separately Adam, and, in this. Adam and Aisha, Adam and Aisha. So Adam Park, oh. Aisha Campbell, Johnny Young Bosch and Carrot Ashley.
0: Uh-huh.
1: They are now members of SPA or it's not said, but everyone's just been assuming it's space patrol alpha instead mm-hmm. of space patrol Delta. Mm-hmm as we said at the beginning this is before spd because spd is canonically in 2025 right let that sink in a little bit
0: it's we're only like two, two years, years removed. away
1: yeah. from, from catching up with spd so as i was saying they're part of spa they are they're they're doing a lot of stuff in the background they mm-hmm. contact the rangers a couple of times and talk to them they serve I don't want to call them plot devices, but they do serve for some plot points because that's how we find out that Billy has some stealth technology because he's given it to SPA to uh-huh. fight the Trubians. And that's a plot point because he used that to sneak on to the Moon Palace and all that stuff. But it's also just nice to see two of the other Mighty Morphin characters who are in this, the uh-huh. other two replacements, because we have Rocky, so we get the other two in here.
2: Uh-huh. It
1: would have been cool to see them in action. I ha- I get the impression that they're probably in administrative roles.
0: Yeah, that's the impression I get too.
1: So I-, I also don't exactly know what this means. If they're SPA and then we have SPD later, I think what I read was that SPA is probably earth-based and SPD gets started on, what is it? Uh, it's Kruger's home planet. I can't remember the name. Oh, Sirius. 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 Sirius.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: So it's a different division of the same yeah. thing. So yeah. it's showing us what these characters have been up to while also paving the way for what we know is going to be in the future of yeah. this franchise. And it actually makes sense that the, these two, even if they're not being quote unquote Rangers anymore, because obviously Adam is not a right. Black Ranger anymore. And Aisha's not yellow anymore. And and she calls that out with men, but you can't take the Ranger out of them. Obviously.
0: Once a Ranger, always a Ranger.
1: that's where the name of this special came from.
0: Mm.
1: We ignore the episode that that came from, but
0: (laughs) Uh, yeah, because actually what's really funny about that, that is an episode where Adam does come back and assume the powers of the black Ranger. It is. Yeah.
1: Figure uh, figure it all out later. I, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe he joined SPA and gave his morpher back to Zach or something. I don't know. Maybe.
0: We'll 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 cross that bridge later. Yeah, and we'll
1: cross that bridge later. But anyway, so it's cool. It was see, good. It, to, it's cool.
0: It was them. good to see them. Yeah, it was good to see them again. They don't play a huge role in this outside of just like you said, moving the plot along, giving us giving us a, a helping us um, get a new plot device with the cloaking device with the cloaking devices and everything um and then they show up at the end and it's pointed out that it's pointed out by our next character it's like oh guys you've missed all the fun alpha
1: nine alpha voiced by richard stephen horvitz who thankfully is
0: not having a magical christmas (laughs) (laughs) which which led me to ask the question whatever happened to alpha seven so Apparently, and after doing some digging, it was Alpha five up through turbo. Alpha five went back. Alpha five left to go to Eltar tar with Zordon. So then comes Alpha six. We see Alpha six turbo through or no, Yeah, we see Alpha six turbo through Lost Galaxy. And then um, we then then we have
1: shows back up in the 15th anniversary special. Forever red no, that's alpha. S- no, alpha sevens in forever red alpha six comes back in your favorite episode.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you're right. So uh, that's why I was getting to alpha seven comes back for forever red. And then here, and then here we get alpha and then we get alpha eight at the, at the, at the beginning of the episode who gets to, exp- the, who gets to explain, Rita. to, ex- yeah, to explain what happened and oh why gosh. Rita exists. So we Robot truly have, so, robot Rita. So we have true. So do we truly have evil alpha at this point? Or was he just used for parts? I think
1: he was just used for parts. But when I, both times I watch this, I'm just like, I feel so sorry for him. Cause he's just screaming when it's happening. And I'm just like, she just consumed his essence. You
2: fiend. You <laughs>
1: actually, wouldn't it be more
0: accurate to call her a witch? <laughs> but so it so we see so it's this alpha nine we under we 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 get to see what happens to alpha eight and we'll we'll talk about that in just a minute when we talk about our villains but we we get to see alpha nine alpha nines characterization is exactly like alpha five um except with a few new i guess because he lives in a more modern world he throws around phrases like I'm my sensors are picking up a vibe. Uh, no, uh, yeah, yeah, come on. You could do a better alpha voice than that. Come on. Um, <laughs> Shoot. Okay. My sense. Oh, Rangers. Okay. Uh, my sensors are picking up a vibe. <laughs> as long as he's not jive talking, we're fine. <laughs> That's true. And alpha has some really, has some really nice, uh, little moments with he has some like I'll
1: warm up the volcano
0: yes <laughs> I'll warm up the volcano and it's really it like yeah it's um it's not pointed out but the music but there's no music there it's quiet so it's obviously something that we're supposed to hear um because it's but it's in the background. Um and you know he, he alpha has some really has a nice reunion with Zach. Oh Zach, always the charmer <laughs> um you know that kind of stuff. And it, it was just really good to see alpha back. And I'm so glad that, uh, Horvitz came back to voice, to voice alpha. It, it felt really good.
1: Yeah, I wrote that. Those are the two alpha alpha nine lines that I wrote down. Mm. So I'm, uh, my theory, unless I hear otherwise, I'm going to assume that Billy made these two alpha units.
0: I'm assuming. Yeah.
1: Because they're directly connected to him. Right, which uh, that's interesting. That must mean
0: he's gotten some Eltarian technology at some point or another. I mean, he's out there gallivanting across the universe, so he must be picking up some stuff from somewhere.
1: I mean, he says that he can go get souvenirs from other planets.
0: Yeah, because uh, Billy po- Billy says at the end of the episode that uh, he asks to men. men to men. He asks if he wants, uh, if she wants him to bring back a, um, souvenir souvenir from Miranoy. Yeah. Which is followed
1: up by her saying mom always miss you when you were in space, space, (gasps)
0: get it guys. And they talk about shell shock. (laughs) Like, oh, there There was was a guy with a traffic light on his back. Well, more like it was actually, it was more like a turtle. Yeah. it It was like a turtle, you know, uh, And then they yeah they make little callbacks to past episodes and just yeah but anyway
1: anyway so alpha alpha nine alpha
0: alpha nine
1: probably yeah so he serves basically the same same role that we've seen him do before and he's still wonderfully charming Mm
4: -hmm.
1: that never goes away just thank god there are no kidnapped children at christmas Although that would have been really funny if they had thrown that in there. It's like, hey, Alpha, remember when you kidnapped children to decorate a Christmas tree? That was not me. That was my predecessor. (laughs) He went back to Eltar with Zordon and is now
0: probably crying in a junkyard because Zordon is dead. You know what I want now? (laughs) You know what I want? I want a conversation. And he's possessed
1: by Brainiac, didn't you know?
0: (laughs) I want a conversation between... Alpha five, alpha six, alpha seven and alpha nine. I want a conversation between all of those alphas together.
1: (laughs) Only if alpha six gets to slip back into jive talk, just so we know which one is talking.
0: Yeah. Do you want like really childish sounding alpha six from in space? Or do you want jive talking alpha six from, from turbo (laughs) just so Um, the other
1: ones can look at it and be like, what is wrong with your vocal circuits?
0: yo 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 don't make fun of my vocal circuits you talk like a strange human from the 90s (laughs) so alpha 9 is exactly the same as alpha 5 it's the same characterization just attached more to billy
1: right for sure so, like I said, it was just really cool seeing him again. And that suit, that, that, alpha suit looked really
0: good. It did look really good. I'm, I'm glad that they put some money towards recreating these suits.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is
0: actually, I
1: think this might be the best looking alpha suit we've ever had.
0: Uh, I liked the design of alpha six with the, st- I call, like the difference between the difference being the main difference being the straight lightning bolt versus the, um, versus the curved lightning bolt. I do like the design of Alpha six. I just hate the voice. Um, So I don't I mean, regardless, I've never seen a bad alpha suit. Um, Not really. So, you know, the the original one from the 90s looked a little rough in turbo, but um, that's about it. Right. It looked like it looked like it didn't fit the actor that was in it. (laughs) Like a lot of things in Turbo, but anyway, so we
1: we don't talk about Turbo, turbo. except for the except for the action figure that just got announced. But it's TJ, so it's safe anyway. (laughs) So one uh, there's one other character to mention briefly because it's really just a cameo, but mm -hmm. Annie from Dino Fury, Mm -hmm. played by Benny Joy Smith, one of the one of the Buzz Blast reporters. Is that the juice bar covering a putty attack? Yep, yeah, that's it. That's about it. She says like, "Oh my gosh, Putties!" I don't know why she was in Angel Grove what the she putty, was doing there, but
0: It's uh, Putties. They haven't been seen in Angel Grove for years. But I, th- then I was like, so I guess the cliffs the cliff battle was not in Angel Grove then. Okay. So that was somewhere else.
1: I don't know. Oh, well, <laughs> oh, well, <laughs> oh, well, we're not. We're not our favorite Scotsman who nitpicks everything.
0: <laughs> this is true. Uh, so, Nathan, let's talk about our villains. Uh, and well, we have one villain. Kind Well, I don't kinda. know. Well, yeah. no, we have we no, we have villains in this. We have villains multiple. Um, so let's talk about our main villain, though. The return of Rita Repulsa. Well, Robo Rita. <laughs> oh, Rita. Your nightmare fuel for the day. <laughs> voiced by the one always wonderful Barbara Goodson. Um, I am so happy that they brought back Barbara Goodson for this because there is nobody in my mind that could have played Rita Repulsa.
1: At least voiced Rita Repulsa.
0: At least voiced Rita Repulsa. There is yeah. nobody in this. There is nobody in the morphing grid that I really would have wanted to voice Rita Repulsa yeah. outside of Barbara Goodson.
1: Right. And like we talked about before when we were on the subject of Billy. They. It Honestly, I think what they do with Robo Rita here, because they're trying to get back to the primordially evil Rita Repulsa mm. for this right i think it actually makes more sense as comic book logic-y as it is mm-hmm. than what they did for zed in dino fury
0: you're talking about the evil energy that was just yep. circling about So the basically
1: universe. what they're saying is when the z-wave hit rita it expelled the i guess her evil side from her mm-hmm. scattered it across the universe and those were the particles as opposed to Zordon's particles that Billy brought back. And then that evil energy just jumped out and latched onto poor Alpha 8, ate him right. basically, and made herself a new body.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Which I guess means for this one-year time frame mm-hmm. for this for the Power Rangers universe, we technically had two Rita's in existence. Mm-hmm. Because a quote-unquote original Rita. Is now the magic mother, no, mm-hmm. the mystic mother. Excuse me.
0: Yeah,
1: it's the mystic mother. So
0: they, so they couldn't. So they couldn't bring back original Rita because it's the mystic mother. But it is. It was interesting that they went as far as to recreate the dumpster scene from episode one. Hmm. Um. And they did some clever editing and some. Um, I'm assuming like some AR te- like some kind of AR computer technology to clean that footage up and make it look more current which looked great um but i'm just i'm just it's i'm just really interested that they how how much detail how far they went to recreate all that
1: it was pretty impressive there is a tiny amount of zhu ranger footage mm-hmm. the s- smallest amount of it in there
0: but mm-hmm. yeah so we the, back- the fa the face the face of uh Uh, the face of Rita coming out of the dumpster. right. That that's your Ranger. footage. That's
1: your Ranger footage. But yeah, but speaking of faces, good Lord. Somebody on that design team went nuts, making the scariest robot face that you've seen in a long time. Um, My gosh.
0: And speculate. I remember fans speculating that. Oh, it's the machine empire that brought back Rita. No, you, and you theorized it was scrozzle. I, I, I said scrozzle made more sense because if if they're obviously trying, they're obviously going to connect once and always to cosmic fury in some way, like they're going to be connected somehow. Um, so can like having Scrozzle be the one to make robo Rita would have made sense to me. The machine empire would not have made sense because they're gone. They're gone. They're dusted. So it would have the same the same process would have had to have been repeated for the machine empire. Um, Searching for their evil energy and then their evil energy comes back. Um, they could have done that. They could have just said, oh, my evil energy merged with the machine empire and blah, 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 blah. You know, they could have done that. It would have been weird, but it would have been comic book logic. So whatever. Um, but I'm glad that they I'm glad they brought her back the way they did. Yeah, because it, it always- made
1: it very personal because it was very Billy personal who did it right by accident.
0: So, right so you know that and that just adds to um that'll is that'll just we'll touch on that a little bit and when we get to thematics but yeah it, it made it very personal
1: right and we're getting back to basically season one primarily evil rita and i honestly I mean, this one's could not you as argue petty. that she almost goes a little bit more bandora
0: a little more this? bandora because this, one, she's, this one's slightly... now we're completely
1: unbridled from censorship.
0: This is slightly less petty and a little more evil. It's almost
1: like the, you know, the, the, the mystic mother side that we saw mm. in mystic force. It, it's almost like, because that has been completely removed. She's just elementally evil.
0: Right. Right. So it, she has I guess compl- it, she
1: is completely without conscience.
0: I guess it's similar to what they did with Zed and in, in jungle fury in uh, dino fury. Um Zedd is most evil. Zed at his most evil. This is Rita at her most evil because it's it's purely her evil essence mm-hmm. that's coming back.
1: And I find Not. it interesting that in the opening, Billy elbows her right in the face. Again, face shots.
0: That was a good that was a good elbow strike. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And she and it damages her face and she never fixes it. Mm-hmm. Which just adds to the nightmarishness.
0: <laughs> Which is a little bit counterproductive which is a little bit counterproductive because which is a little weird i should not counterproductive but weird because she talks because she but the language and some of the the lines used for her indicates this is the same very vain rita so if this is the same vain rita why didn't she try to fix her face did she that was she just not able to
1: i don't think what, she cares anymore
0: the, would it care yeah would she care because she was so singularly focused on killing yes killing the rangers
1: yeah because the trailer seemed to imply that her plan was time travel shenanigans which mm. is true but not quite
0: we were we were pleasantly surprised by the not quite part
1: yeah the not quite now that is her ultimate goal mm. the mcguffin in this is she has a machine mm. that can open time portals and mm-hmm. she's collecting rangers, or or, or rather or I should say lightning collection figures, I mean rangers. We'll just say rangers. Yeah, to power the machine. Mm-hmm. So there's a little bit of a countdown throughout the episode where she's slowly powering the thing up. Because mm-hmm. her goal is time travel shenanigans. She's going to open is- a time portal to when she got out of the dumpster, give her original self some future knowledge. And then she will go find the rangers and kill them in their sleep before Zordon finds them mm-hmm. and completely destroy the timeline. Right. But she never gets to do it. Right.
2: Thank
0: Zordon.
2: <laughs>
0: I know that I know people have been, I don't know if I should, eh, never mind. I'll save that thought for later. I'll save that far. I'll, I'll save that thought. For right. Later. It's, yeah.
1: Well, like I said. It makes sense that if you're going to do this big anniversary episode for the franchise, make it very Mighty Morphin focused, that you would go back to the original villain. Now, right. Because I think for a lot of Ranger fans, Zed is a bigger deal. Mm-hmm. But outside of the Ranger fandom, people are going to know who Rita is in some form right. or another. Right
0: the witch with the two horns on her head, which aren't horns. It's hair. But and the cone bra I... <laughs> and the cone bra, which they did bring back. Sure did. <laughs> I actually thought they, I I, I, I kind of expected him to bring her back flat chested, but nope, nope, they went that forward. cone
2: bra
1: is still there, sir. <laughs> <laughs> and Robo, I guess a Robo Rita is unabashedly talking about murdering people and Mm-hmm. and all of it and she, like oh man she's got some devastating lines i wrote a few down for, from her it says your mom will be the first will be a first for me i never killed anyone twice before
0: um or in the first in the first few minutes it's it's about to get serious deadly serious yeah
1: <laughs> later on she, this I, I consider this for an award she says killing you will kill well, oh yeah, killing you will cure my headache <laughs>
0: That was a little nod. I like, I was a wink and a nod. Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay, or, or no, okay. also- when
1: she's trying to do the time travel, she's about to talk to her or to her past. Self. She says she's going to usher in the Rita Renaissance. Nice try, but it doesn't have quite as the, the ring of the packs by Sonica.
0: Uh, she also said, she also wow, points right out over your head. She, anyway, it did. She also points. Out, she also points out that men is using uh manta style, man, the mantis fighting style. Like her mother. Same like her mother. She's like, so so child. I think it's I think the line goes, So child, you enjoy being squashed like a bug, like your mom, also. Oh. But one little interesting line, too, she had, which is a callback to the 2017 movie when she says Together they are more, but more more power for me, that is. Ah. So that is a callback to the 2017 movie.
1: You're just mentioning that to rub it in the face of our favorite Scotsman, aren't you?
0: No, I just I genuinely picked up on that and I thought it was I I picked up on it and thought it was a nice callback. So if it if it pisses Jamie off, that's not my problem. <laughs>
1: You poked that. You poked that redheaded bear. <laughs> I, I well, we don't know if he's red. I don't know. Do. I, I don't know either. Just, I, I it's, and the I'm line. Embracing made the, it is. I'm embracing the stereotypes right now. And
0: we and we well okay. So embracing the stereotypes. So we poked the kilt. We we poke the kilted bear. There okay. you go. We poked the bear. Uh,
1: we are so getting letters anyway. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: We're sorry, Jamie. We like you, we, uh, we, we like you anyway, uh, we um,
1: do, We do. but anyway, so, yeah, I would say, man, Robo Rita. Re- I mean, we've had such good villains over the course of this franchise. Mm-hmm. Now for me personally, I do consider Robo Rita, a separate character from original Rita. I don't, the Ranger wiki doesn't do that but I consider them to be two separate characters, but
0: I would consider them to be separate characters. Yeah. As well.
1: But for you, Michael, where would you rank Robo Rita in the pantheon of main villains and oh. power Rangers?
0: God, that's That's, that's hard. Uh, we've seen some really good villains. Daishi, uh even emperor Grum was such a good Emperor villain. Grum Zed,
1: Astronema Zed, Astronema, uh,
0: Dark Spectre arconda Vengex, yeah um uh Mezagog. that's hard that is really hard i really she don't definitely
1: know definitely is she's definitely the you know the incredibly cool villain because she she's not a dynamic character she's no. elementally evil
0: right i would rank her probably top five I would rank her probably top five, if not like top two, only for the reason why only for the reason being that she succeeded in she succeeded in killing a ranger,
1: which is something that none of the no other villain can claim. Right. Technically, because all Technically. the deaths get reversed. Right.
0: <laughs> Technically, I guess Vengix could claim that too, but. He killed most of the planet. Right, so Vengex, I would say Vengex uh, is probably number one. It's not number one in my heart, but it's number one practically.
1: Number one is is Zed because you're basic. We know,
0: right, right, right. He's not number one in my heart, but he's number one practically, uh, because he does he has canonically, sh- uh, get uh, uh caused the most damage, um, but Rita lays claim to actually vaporizing oh, a robo ranger. rita <laughs> robo rita lays claim to vaporizing a ranger and making it stick <sighs> yeah now here i would, uh, I would agree with here, you because she is
1: just she is ruthless in this and incredibly po- single-minded
0: here poses an interesting question though say twee is still say twee was still alive like say her care say she was still alive Do you think that Hasbro would have been brave enough to kill a Ranger if they were all technically still alive and could have been in this special? No. You don't think Hasbro would have been brave enough to do it?
1: Nope. I think that they started from this. I could be wrong. Simon Bennett, tell me I'm wrong, please. I know you're listening. (laughs) I honestly think that they might have started from the standpoint of. Mm can we work in Tui Trang's death in this mm-hmm. as a tribute to her? So it's not only a tribute to Mighty Morphin, a tribute to the franchise. We want to do something for her.
0: That is a question that I would love to ask Rebecca Barnes or Simon Bennett. If, 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 get, like, like we're, it's speculative because we'll never know for sure. Uh, but if Tui and JDF, and all the characters were still alive, would they have been brave enough to kill one of them for the, for the sake of the story?
1: Yeah, but I don't think this story would exist without her death. Hmm. I'm not sure even just the fran- the way the franchise progressed, if it would look the same without her dying.
0: Mm-hmm. Maybe, I don't know. We'll never know. Yeah unfortunately so it is
1: unfortunate uh, but still yeah robo rita yeah (laughs) scarier than she has any right to be
0: now she did get spoiled a little bit prior to the pop pop which is also horrifying (laughs) yeah that's the most horrifying funko pop i've ever seen um she did get she did get spoiled through the funko pop even before the new poster that had her image and everything and and then before simon bennett posted the. The face shot of of Robo Rita <laughs> We
1: basically basically saying what we've been joking about. It's like in case you don't want to sleep tonight,
0: <laughs> right? Basically, yeah. So because
1: it's a close up of her face, it's like her eyes. And I'm just like, why does it look?
0: Why does before, why does it feel like she's looking straight into my soul? <laughs> before all that, that was spoiled. I will say though, and I just want to mention this here. I don't know if I I was going to save this for our final thoughts, but I'll just go ahead and mention it here. Um. I am really thankful that a lot of this stuff was kept pretty hush-hush. Like, we didn't see a ton of, we saw a lot of speculation, but no confirmation. So, I'm really happy that a lot of this, a lot of what was in Once and Always was kept hush-hush. And, and I'm impressed that,
1: that they were able to do that.
0: I'm impressed, and I'm very thankful that that happened. hmm uh, That they were able to do that. So. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. No. Got anything else to say about Robo Rita? No, she's terrifying. That's all I got to say. Is she's terror? She's terrifying. Uh, she gets. She has one of the best villain deaths um, <laughs> in in the franchise. Uh, thanks to Z- thanks to Zach. And her uh, final words are literally, "I'll kill you." <laughs> So that just shows we're not dealing with it. This is not the same Rita anymore. Oh uh,
1: man. I would love to hear an interview from Barbara Goodson about playing the role. Like, like when she got the script, was she like, finally I could cut loose.
0: Right. Oh, that would be, that would be fantastic. I would love to, I would love to talk to Barbara Goodson as well. Oh my gosh. That woman is like, oh my gosh, how old is she now? <laughs> I don't know, but she's aged incredibly well too. So yeah. Um, they've all, they all have, um, but that's all I had for Robo Rita. You know, okay. she's, in, she's terrifying. So we could talk about her two, uh, minions, okay. uh, Snizzard uh, what, and the, it? Oh, good Lord.
2: Hey, um, Marchant, get out of the way. I got things to say about my sister. All uh, right, but oh, sweet Jesus. Uh, uh, hey, Ike, how's it going? It's been a while, hasn't it? I what? thought I, I thought
0: I thought I was gonna go an entire episode without you chiming in, you snarky,
2: bonehead. Oh, whoa, whoa, Where's that button that Marianne loves so much? Oh, the, uh, was, uh, with the dragon dagger thing where they go. There you go. Okay, yeah. Uh, come on! You had to put up with the other guy for a while, and didn't you have like some some water kid show up for a few minutes? Talk you're, talking to about,
0: you're talking about Kitty Kappa and, um, oh God, what is that? What is that loser's name? I can't remember.
2: Oh yeah. He's uh, totally a loser. He thinks he's so much better than me because he has hot ninja chicks in a band. But anyway, I, I will say, I'll say I he, has, know. he has better. He, ha, he has better hair than you and better skin than you. Oh, whatever. You're just jealous. But anyway, I just want to shut the frick up. And no, no, you sit down boy. Anyway. So, I just wanna know, first off, I didn't know I had a robot sister, and I'm a little mad that even though she was around for a year, she never contacted her brother, because last I checked, I didn't get hit by the Z-Wave. So, what the heck, sis? Why didn't you come talk to me? And maybe if you had talked to me, instead of your stupid robot minions, you wouldn't have gotten shot in the face, or elbowed in the face, I'm just saying, okay? Come talk to your brother sometime come on why wasn't mike I, I i mean ike why wasn't i in this special why does anyone want to talk to rito
0: because you weren't all that special of a character rito oh shut up you ugly bastard <laughs> wow you've gotten really mouthy since the last time i talked to you
2: well i've been listening to your show i mean i'm uh, i'm uh, roommates with your co-host over here and i want to kick you out right now you can't do that you can't afford the rent anyway so anyway i'm just saying simon bennett i know you're listening you need to do another special and have burrito on
0: (laughs) i see here's the thing though i don't believe that there will be another special
2: what we got cosmic fury have me on cosmic fury that'd be fun i I don't think pick on ed again that would be amazing
0: I, I, i don't think you would fit within cosmic fury Oh says, I says, I just don't think that you. You one, can't from, English. First of all, first of all, I don't. We don't know exactly what happened to you, Rito. You, for all intents and purposes, in my head canon, you were dusted.
2: A oh long time really? Before. The Ranger Wiki
0: doesn't agree with you. Well, you tell me where have you been
2: since 1996? Well, it all started when get the frick out of my chair okay fine i'm gonna go meet a guy named wade at the bar down the street anyway claims he has a contract to have me killed i assume it's from you oh wait you're too much of a goody two-shoes to do that i bet it was you ike you i don't want have me dead d- so much anyway i don't
0: i don't have deep enough pockets to have you killed
2: Get wait- get, yeah get, get, get. Sorry. I really sorry. It's Michael. okay. It's sorry. okay. I really,
0: I really would. I really just want Nathan. I want you to man up one of these days and just sock that snarky little mother f- person in the face.
1: I've I've done
0: it several times. It doesn't work because mm. he does, he doesn't have any nerve endings. So I guess it doesn't hurt.
1: No, I mean he is just a skeleton. So
0: this is yeah. true. Probably, he doesn't
1: feel true. any pain, and well, it hurts when I hit him. I'm just saying anyway we have a pair of robot monsters to talk about
0: yes we have robo minotaur voiced by ryan cooper and robo Snizzard, voiced by daniel watterson mm-hmm. i wonder why they chose those or, two or watterson
1: i think I it's Watterson. Say, i'm going with i think
0: watterson. it's I think, with I think i'm going with watterson i just want to make sure i think it's watterson but yeah. anyway
1: i'm like i said I, I wonder why they went with these two in particular i, I don't, don't know if know. i would rank them as the most iconic of MMPR uh, monsters
0: Minotaur. Yeah, I would say Minotaur maybe because Minotaur was one of the first monsters in power Rangers outside of the, uh, what is the, the giant that only got like three seconds of screen time. Mm-hmm. Um, but the first official monster I believe no, 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 no. That was Bones, the first Bones, official monster yeah. was Bones, but Minotaur was very early on. It was in the, it was in Minotaur Within was in the first, first few first, episodes. Yeah, it was in the first like three or four episodes. Right. So I, I
1: just, I don't know. I feel like monsters like, like Pudgy Pig or King Sphinx. King Sphinx. I like King Sphinx would have been great as a robot. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. we've been wanting King Sphinx to come back for a while.
0: Right, so um, I don't political. know, or maybe
1: they could have gotten really weird and had Robo Goldar, but I guess they already brought Goldar back in Beast morpher. so why do right. that again? But I don't know. It's just I'm not complaining too much because these are good designs, mm. but I just surprised they went with these two in particular.
0: Right now, I mean, they're good designs, and Hasbro apparent has well. Toei's work is show like they, if I'm not mistaken, they did contract. Toei did the suit designs for these. Um, So this is Toei's work. But, you know, they obviously Hasbro obviously spent good money to have these done.
1: Yeah, which is Um, why I think the fact that they went out of their way to make a read a robo Rita suit and these two suits but not a Megazord suit.
0: (laughs) They ran out of money, I guess. It's just surprise or they either ran out of money or they wanted to more closely tie this to the toy, to the toys by using the zap Megazord. Maybe, Um, maybe,
1: I don't know. But regardless, these are both pretty good designs. I would say they have some, they give them some power sets that are very plot specific. Minotaur can detect Rangers when they morph. And then they do exactly what I said at one point. It's like, then just don't morph, (laughs) which is uh what they did. So it's like, they heard me and Snizzard,
4: snizzard.
1: If you're Robo Snizzard, I should say. If you're giving me flashbacks to the 1995 Mortal Kombat movie, there might be a problem with the special effects because he has this. He's the one who makes the Rangers into the Lightning Collection figures because he has like this snake CGI snake attack that comes out of his
0: hands. And just oh no. Well, it's like I'm just waiting for him to say.
2: Get over here!
0: <laughs> it doesn't. It doesn't work. Well, it doesn't work un- unless he bites the rangers with his snake hands, his snake claws. Yeah. So the the snakes have to bite the rangers, inject the rangers with venom to paralyze them, and then he can capture them. That's the whole. That's the thing. That's the thing that he does, which is a totally different power set than what Snizzard had that's before. Totally different
1: power set than what either of
0: them had. Mm-hmm.
1: But these are robots, yeah. so it doesn't matter.
0: True. The Minotaur, Minotaur just was brute force, and could the Minotaur could burrow underground, which was weird, but okay. Um, but uh, Minotaur was just brute force with the sword, with the club, and the shield, mm-hmm. and and Snizzard had a bow that he shot. Mm-hmm. Uh, and
1: if you heard our Jew Ranger episode, I unpacked what that meant.
0: Yes. It, uh, the <laughs> well, was it?
1: mythological connections that were lost yeah. in related NPR.
0: It was related to a mythical dragon in the gu- that guarded that guarded an apple. That guarded mm-hmm. a golden apple. Yeah. So um but that's not his power but that's not his power set in this. I mean, he can still shoot lasers out of that gold out of that apple on mm-hmm. top of his head. And he's but, the one who gets big at the end. Right. He's the one that grows. Which Snizzard never grew. His Minotaur did, but Snizzard never grew in the That's uh, true, yeah.
1: Show because both cuz both the Z Ranger and MMPR episodes with that one were focused on the pink ranger mm-hmm. and her having to use the bow to take him out. Right, exactly. As w- without him getting big. Right. Yeah. So, so that so it was cool to to see that, but then we got CGI Robo Snizzard who yeah. weirdly enough did look a little better than the Megazord well,
0: a little did. a little, yeah. Eh. And we get the whole, and we get the, and you know, Rita Robo, Rita says the thing, you know, <laughs> make my, my monster. monster grow yeah, make and we actually grow. get to
1: see how it works this time as opposed mm-hmm. to just the earth opening up.
0: It, it lands in proximity and then
1: the energy goes off into the ground and
0: and it, makes the and hits grow. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Oh, okay.
1: That's cool. Cause now I we, would now rather we. you didn't split the moon open because I like the tides. <laughs> right. Right,
0: so, um, I mean, they're fine. They're I've, fine. I, it was they're, they're fine. They have some good, good little, one-liners
2: they, at points. They do.
0: They have some good you know? one-liners. Um, <laughs>
2: thanks. I hate it.
0: <laughs> yeah, that well, that was after Catherine said, "We have a little. Uh, do you like our surprise or something like that?" And oh, thanks. I hate it. That was from Minotaur. Uh, Snizzard had a few nice little lines too. Um, so yeah, I mean, they were serviceable. They were perfectly serviceable monsters. Honestly.
2: Yeah. And the Uh, suit and the
1: suit work was pretty good.
0: And the suit was the suit work was good. Um, No, no, no clear and no clear like weirdness that I could see with like the suit actor or something like like the suit like was showing seams or anything Mm -hmm. like that. I couldn't really see that.
1: I I do want to say this. We've been focusing on the face actors and the voice actors for these characters, but it should be noted. You can go onto the Ranger wiki and find the full list of suit actors for this. And Mm -hmm. I want to give an honorable mention to all of them. A lot of them have been working on power Rangers for years, for a
0: long time and
1: suit actors don't get enough love. So I just want to pay a little, a little bit of lip service
0: Mm -hmm. to them for their work in this. Right. Right. So I mean they're they're perfectly serviceable. Why they chose those particular monsters, I don't know. Maybe they're well, I would say I, I honestly I think I know why. Well, I, at least I know why Snizzard, because Snizzard just got released as a lightning collection figure. So that makes yeah. sense. Okay. And then they probably had planned Minotaur like months and months in advance. And that one just got announced. And it's an so. easily
1: recognizable monster.
0: It is, but a it's, robo, it's,
1: but a Robo Sphinx would have been cool so cool
0: a Robo sphinx pudgy pig uh pudgy pig might have been
1: too silly
0: pudgy uh well poludicorn, uh gold uh but they
1: already brought goldar back once
0: true um uh slippery shark um uh <laughs> chunky chicken
1: <laughs> Dora cockatrice
0: yeah you know or uh um um God, the name of it—it's—it's it's now escaping me. Cardi, the Cardiotron, um, Hatchesaurus. There we go. Yeah, Hatchesaurus. Like, bring back some, bring back some lesser-known monsters. I feel like Snizzard and Minotaur are easily one of the most recognizable Adam ones from the Woe. franchise. <laughs> Madam Woe. Yeah. Uh, the Bee Monster. Uh, Grumblebee. Grumble Grumblebee. Bee. That's what. Grumblebee. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. There's a whole list of different monsters they could have brought back, but like I like we said that I think Snizzard and Minotaur were the most rec- were some of the most recognizable so that's what and
1: that with. would also fit with the tone right. they were going for other than like you said Sphinx I feel like Robo Sphinx would have that that was a little bit of a missed opportunity there
0: it was I think so and I think any of any of those monsters could have been given the ability to shrink Rangers
1: mm-hmm
0: yeah like, they're, it's the the their plot specific power sets are
1: don't have to be very specific to any one particular monster
0: it just makes a lot of sense for snizzard to use his snake hands to bite you paralyze you and then do it as opposed to it just being like um like king sphinx robo sphinx where it was robo sphinx just uses his wand to you know snatch you up and turned you into a action figure so oh, well. I don't know. Oh, whatever speaking of we we need to mention the rad
1: bug we back up to billy a little bit we should mention that the rad bug we forget forget about that which now means canonically (laughs) in the monster island film vault universe we now know why you have the rad bug and billy Mm -hmm. doesn't why he gave it to you because he made a new
0: one it all works out it all works out it canonically works out. With
1: i just wanted to say that because right. I, like i said that's a little bit of a joke you and chris cook on in on the monster Island full fault possess rad bugs and now we know why
0: <laughs> right so so i possess the rat i i possess rad bug mark one mm-hmm. uh chris cook possesses rad bug mark one and a half apparently <laughs> so uh it, so so anyway so yeah well you did forget to mention the rad bug so this is a good opportunity just to mention it in passing here there's a really kind of humorous scene in the show where Min is driving um she's driving the rad bug and well she walked let me just back up she walks past all of these past these all these vehicles and she walks like a big old truck yeah a big black truck a big black truck which kind of uh which is a nod to jdf which jdf we've seen jdf use black the black pickup truck before uh she walks past the green corvette which we've seen kim drive a corvette before she walks past the motorcycle we saw jason ride in on a motorcycle we've seen other rangers use motorcycles. Yeah, she
1: makes little comments about each one like you know like yeah. the motorcycle overdone
0: overcompensating
1: overdone. You know. yeah yeah or something like yeah.
0: that uh, too flashy too you know flashy. stuff like that so she chooses the rad bug and she's the on rad her bug way two. rad bug too so she chooses the rad bug she's on her way to help the rangers or you know and then she runs into a troop of putties attacking some civilians mm-hmm. and she runs over them and it's pretty comedic because it just the putties just go splat <laughs> and uh she finally just de- and she finally decides she finally figures out how to make it fly because that's the whole that's the whole gag. She's f- driving fast down this dirt road and she can't figure out how to make the, the dang thing fly. And uh she finally does. And yeah, that was just a little nice little moment. Like she Yeah. Like
1: and she I, but that's a good transition to talk about the putties, because the putties come back in this, not Tangas, not Z putties, it's the original putties. They seem a little weird to me. What made the putties and also by extension, the golems from zoo ranger scary was their bizarre behavior.
0: No, I think you're, yeah, yeah, you're right. Cause it's cause they're cause we talked about in that episode where they're humanoid, but they're not human. Mm -hmm. And we've talked about in past when we were going through the ranger franchise, we talked about like our, our favorite, uh, foot soldiers are usually ones that, that that um that run that walk that line of being monster and being human Mm -hmm. and the the putties and the golems are like that because
1: they look just human enough and they engage in such weird behaviors not just that they sound like angry turkeys <laughs> it's it's that they move around kind of weird you don't quite know what's going on with them and we get a bit of that in this special but they don't lean into the bizarreness of them as much
0: no i as think they you're did right. in
1: the show but that might yeah. have also again been largely because of i mean they did have putty costumes so they could film new footage but a lot of it was the zhu ranger footage and Now they don't quite do the thing where later on in the run for the putties, they. I think I joked about this. It just seemed like those performers were just coming up with funnier and sillier ways that they could just enter a scene at that point. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So you know, we like I said, we don't quite get it uh, here, but it doesn't really matter.
0: No, I don't. They're not
1: the main focus. Although I did, like I said, I did like seeing them explode into CGI clay
0: right they're they're not the main focus but they are it's a nice nostalgic element that they brought back
1: right and it makes sense if uh, if robo Reed is gonna show back up that she would have them although it begs the question how is she making them
0: that is a good question and uh, because they don't they're obviously not robots so
1: and we don't see finster anywhere
0: so we're gonna say magic probably
1: because magic? magic can basically do whatever it, it wants because yeah. it's comic. silly like that. That that's poorly written magic, I would argue. But C- comic, it's with something
0: like this that
1: you let it slide.
0: You do because they're not the main focus, so you let it slide. But now we're now we're getting into some territory where. I don't know if I want to let it slide or not. Ooh, do I, should
1: I have the button right here?
0: No, we're this is this. We're not gonna need the button for this. We're not oh come need on, come on! You know, that, come on. There's some we're,
1: catharsis that you need. We're,
0: we're not gonna need the button. I promise, we're not gonna need the button. But I am. Uh, I was so excited to see the Dino Megazord come back. Mm-hmm. Not the first time. Not the first but, time. Not no, not the first time. This is not the first time we've seen the Dino Megazord return. We saw the Dino Megazord come back in beast morphers, which were go busters uh, because that's go buster footage. Um, but I, I I think this is a case, Nathan, of my expectations, my very high expectations just not being met. Mm. I think that's I think that's the problem I'm running. I was running into here because in the trailer we saw all the mo- all the dinosaurs running in unison just like they recreated that scene from yes the show they did. To, to beautiful effect and at the end of that trailer we saw the megazord charging up his power sword it's obviously cgi i did not expect the final product to be cgi though
1: mm. yeah <sighs> we've hinted at it already they scanned the zap action figure into this thing Mm -hmm. i like the detail of it looking weathered
0: Mm -hmm. yeah that's a nice detail i will say that
1: yeah but it's just mm, it the final product just doesn't hold up and it the CGI looks about 15 years too late, and I i don't know, I mean, it must be a tradition with these anniversary specials. I mean, we talked about the horrible CGI for Serpent Terra Mark II and mm-hmm. Forever Red. There's, I mean, how I do get you get it. around it at this I, point? No,
0: I get it, I get why it was done. I'm assuming because they, I'm, a, I want to just assume that it was because of budget, like they spent so much money like they they put some serious money behind this uh, behind this special you know new set pieces you know new ranger suits new monster new new monster suits new robo rita new putties um new cast members like they spent a pretty good amount of money on this special i just wish that they were able to get the actual dino megazord suit and from what I understand, there's only one left in existence, and it's sitting in a Toei museum somewhere, or a Toei right. locker or a Toei museum somewhere. I can't
1: imagine that it would have been out of the question to make a new one. And if they wanted to have the individual Zords be CGI, I'm fine with that. I would be totally but fine with that. They already have a Robo-Snizzard suit. I don't imagine it would have been hard to have a soundstage, cover it with gray dust and some prop rocks, have a green screen so you can... Make the lunar landscape and the starry background. I don't imagine it would have been too hard to do. Okay, and then have an actual suit, va- a suit battle.
0: Because we're I'm, we're assuming we're assuming that the suits that we're, what we're going to see in Cosmic Fury is going to be practical because they're going to be using um, Q Ranger footage.
1: Um, uh, I think that yeah, I think that's right. Someone uh, may ass- yell at us and tell us uh, we're wrong. But yeah,
0: tell tell me if I'm wrong. That's I I believe it's Q Ranger. I'm pretty sure it's Q Ranger. If I'm if I'm wrong, I'm sorry, but um we'll correct it later but um i'm assuming this the megazord in cosmic fury is going to be practical right because they're they're going to do the same thing they did with dino fury and just use what and use the uh
1: yeah yes it is q ranger
0: q ranger so they're just going to use the um uh the the they just use the ryu soldier footage and the ryu soldier megazord so we know that's going to be practical what i'm wondering is why they couldn't have just went the why they just could not have went the extra mile to recreate the dino megazord suit because that would have been so special though that would have been so and i would have i would have i would have been fine with the individual zords being uh cgi that would make sense to me but i was fully expecting the cgi zords to come running they combine and they do the thing they do the thing they're supposed to be doing but then you know you see a flash of lightning and then all of a sudden boom the uh the dino megazord uh uh, you you see the dino megazord in its full glory in practical effects um that would have made this special so much more special to me um but we didn't see that so we have to kind of take this at face value it's not terrible it's not the worst thing we've ever seen this is not 1995 bad but this is no below but it's, my but it's, but it's well below what I per and this is my little fanboy soapbox I admit this is well below what this anniversary special deserved
1: I would agree with you and the other thing is that I did I feel like the proportions are off uh, I, I, I know yeah. they scanned the Megazord toy did you're more familiar with this than I am are there individual zords that combine together to make yes. that that's the, so that's, each, so those so those, I'm guessing those are also those. Individual toys, right? If as you, well, that, which if, would explain the
0: proportions
1: just looking weird.
0: If you look at, if you come specifically with the Tyrannosaurus, if you look at the proportions of the zap T-Rex and the one in, in the special, it's the exact same because in with the zap T-Rex, the eyes are freaking huge. Like the, they, the, it's got oversized eyes and it looks exactly like the zap T-Rex. In fact, all of these toys look exactly like the zap mega The look like the zap megazord individual, and all of these models, right? All the models. So, um, my, like they, okay. So if they would have, if they're going to go CGI, right? With the megazord. Okay, fine. Um, it's more cost effective to do that. You can do a lot more with CGI and we'll talk about that in a minute. Uh, so at least get the proportions right, because this particular Megazord looks really blocky, and specifically in the arms, the arms are too short. In my in my opinion, I know this is a nitpick. People are probably yelling at me like right now.
3: Michael, it's a nitpick. Blah, 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 blah
0: but here's the dude. Thing.
1: I have heard so many nitpicks over this whole thing. I have been getting messages from some of our listeners who are just the, going crazy. I even got a message from a listener insisting that the screenwriter for this special should be fired because of continuity errors. Eh. And it's all stuff that you basically just have to infer.
0: Right. Um. So the, the Megazord arms are, they're too short. The hands are too small. There's a gigantic thigh gap for the legs um just the proportions are off the only proportion that feels right is the head because if they really scanned the zap megazord the head would be way smaller than this um at least they at least they got the head right um the head proportions anyway they got everything else wrong i in, in my opinion but uh the head proportions are at least correct right but as
1: much as we we were disappointed with the cgi as though the awards will reflect. There were some things that the CJ allowed them to do, although I think maybe they could have done a combination of CGI and suit work with it,
0: but then you have to figure out
1: how to make the CGI model and the suit look right. And just, uh, you know,
0: that it it wouldn't be a true Power Ranger special without the CGI and the suit act and the suit uh, and the practical effects not matching. So we know this Uh, Yeah, we do. (laughs) we do looking at you wild where i get
1: to is this the where i go super nerdy with stuff or do we save that for later uh
0: let's go let's just get it out of the way now because i asked you a question earlier i asked you a question earlier before we started recording this episode and that was (laughs) which led to
1: a 10 minute science lecture
0: weirdly why if if they're fighting on the moon why does the Megazord? still move so uh fast was that the that was the question right like something why does, thing along those lines yeah yeah why, why was why does the megazord move so fast on the moon shouldn't there be more of a slow bounce to the megazord instead of a just the awkward running that we saw in the special <laughs>
1: and i had to explain to you that because the moon is much smaller it has much less gravity than earth and then that sent me down a research rabbit hole as i'm sure you did on purpose and i found out that the moon only has 16.6 percent of the gravity of earth and because of that objects the uh, objects are able to move faster because in particular, let's say a human being. So like, if you look at footage of astronauts on the moon, they kind of bounce and hop. They can take longer strides mm-hmm. because there isn't as much gravity. Right. You know, it's only 16.6% mm-hmm. because our muscles, our bodies are used to resisting the pull of earth gravity. And when there's less gravity, our muscles are able to do more. Mm-hmm. You can jump higher on the moon, for mm-hmm. instance. Right. Which then, which is why astronauts, when they spend a lot of time in weightlessness, yeah, they can move around really nimbly, but because their muscles are not fighting against gravity, because that's where a lot of our muscular strength comes from, is resisting the pull of gravity. Your Mm -hmm. legs are straining against gravity so you can stand up.
4: Mm -hmm.
1: Which is why they have to do physical training before, during, and after a space mission, especially during, because mm. they have to do some very specialized ones because there's no gravity for them to work against. Mm. What's the point of lifting a weight if it if raises is no almost nothing
0: without right. the gravity? Because I asked you last, we were talking about it. I, I said, so essentially I can't lift a 200 pound dumbbell now. If I were on the moon, I could lift it like it was nothing.
1: Basically. So uh, so when they come back from a space mission, they have to do some physical therapy because their muscles to a certain extent have atrophied without the resistance of gravity, which then set me down. Here's the super nerdy part. If that wasn't nerdy enough already, here's the nerdy part. I looked up the official weight. Of the freaking Megazord, <laughs>
0: <laughs> because let me just say this: because Toei is Toei, and they like to give stats on all of their uh, yeah ro- on all their Robos.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's forty-one meters tall. By the way, shorter than
0: Godzilla. Shorter than the original yeah, short- Godzilla.
1: Godzilla at his shortest was fifty meters. Is 50. fifty. Yeah. So he's probably so he's about a hundred feet tall. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, about 100 feet tall, 41 meters, and he is billed, he was a professional wrestler, he is billed at 570 tons. Okay, so we're gonna plug the math in here. So, 570 tons, how many pounds are in a ton, Mr. Michael? 2,000. 2,000, okay, which means on Earth, you ready for this, people? On Earth, the Megazord weighs 1.14 million pounds. Okay, sink in. So now we're going to multiply that by 0.166 for 16.6%. Okay?
0: (laughs) Right. Okay.
1: So on the moon, the megazord. It's still a lot, but (laughs) on the moon, the Megazord weighs 189,240 pounds. So that's just some crazy numbers that I felt like crunching for this. Mm -hmm. But ultimately what we're trying to get at here is the reason the Megazord can do all of the crazy stunts, like the flipping and the running and all the things is because... Okay, ignore the square cube law with the whole thing, which just makes giant robots and kaiju and all the other things we love preposterous. I don't care. But there's a greater (laughs) principle going on here. The Megazord (laughs) is still designed to operate in Earth gravity. Right. Okay? So, you take something meant to operate on Earth gravity, put it on the moon, it's going to be able to move around faster, jump higher, and all those sorts of things. Mm-hmm. So if anyone wants to complain about the Megazord-defying physics, it's not straining the physics as much as you might think.
0: But it still looks like sh- so... Oh!
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, we,
1: we can't blame the moon for that, no. We can't
0: <laughs> blame the moon for that. The moon is oh. a
1: harsh mistress, as Robert Heinlein has told us, but... <laughs> so okay so some good okay uh, that was quite possibly one of the nerdiest things i've ever said on a podcast
0: (laughs) that that is true i wasn't even gonna point it out um so before we move on i do have to say this i am glad i'm I, i know i'm really i'm being really hard on it but i think it seriously was a case of me having a certain amount of expectation i think this is the only part of the special where I truly went in with a certain level of expectations and those expectations did not get met. Um because like I told you Of course it
1: would be over the toys.
0: Right. Well, like I told you, like I told you, I l- purposely lowered my expectations because I wasn't sure exactly what we were getting. So the fact that we got such a good special makes it even better for me because my expectations were so low. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um. But I think the mega, I think the I think the Megazord was one thing that I, I did not lower my expectations enough for. I should have known when we saw the CGI Megazord in the trailer, I should have known that it was going to be fully CGI all the time and it was just not going to be fantastic i Um, kind
1: of figured it would be cgi but i was hoping that the cgi would be better
0: i was hoping that i was hoping that at least the cgi would be definitely better
1: yeah i did not want to get flashbacks to beast wars oh boy as much as i love beast Wars, the animation hasn't necessarily uh, aged well
0: this this is not beast war this is not beast wars bad though it's close but it's not beast wars bad 1995 movie was beast wars bad but no Beast Wars was better. looked better than that. <laughs> well, at least you could determine what everything was in. BC, yeah, it in wasn't.
1: BC. I'll say that at least I know what everything is. And it's not that unholy abomination of a mess. Yes. <laughs> that was the Ninja look, Megazord. In that I movie. look,
0: let me tell you, let me just say this. I know people call the, the Megazord from the 20, the 2017 movie, a mess. At least I can kind of make out Reading what, Scotland. <laughs> I at least I can kind of make out what the heck everything is in that. <laughs> kind of not all, not all of it, because like we talked about in an episode, it was like taking little bits here and little bits there, blah, 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 blah. blah. But at least it looks like something. Whereas that 1995 Ninja Megazord was just a chromed out mess.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh
0: anyway we're now actually gonna do something we haven't done in a while michael yes we are we're gonna talk about thematics <laughs> we haven't we haven't talked thematics in a while um <laughs> because we don't do thematics on the comic book episode well we kind of we sometimes will do we
1: can, we sometimes do and you know, we find other things to talk about with sentai because yeah. we decide to get a little we decided to do a little bit of multicultural education, right? With, uh, yes, quite. Yes,
0: quite. Yes, quite. But <laughs> yes. you know, it, it, it does feel good to know that we're getting ready to dig into a, a thematic discussion, a thematic discussion that we necessarily haven't gotten into ever. I think we
1: have broached it a little bit, but always in tandem with something else.
0: We've walked up to it. We've walked up to it.
1: Yeah. But this is the first time I feel like this franchise has fully embraced Mm-hmm. that idea
0: mm-hmm. so the theme that we decided on for the for power, mighty Morphin power rangers once and always is grief and grief. dealing with grief and mm-hmm. all of the things that come with the the dealing of gr- the dealing with dealing that yeah. come with dealing with grief that come with dealing with grief there we go all yeah. the things that come with dealing with grief oh yeah um, are you familiar with the five stages of grief uh I I see um denial we'll look it up, but well it's de- i mean let me let me hang on let me let me see if i can guess them because i think i know them it's shock denial anger ex no acceptance is last um acceptance oh bargaining and then ac- bargaining and then acceptance was that what it is that what they are
1: you, you replaced one with something else. It's denial, anger, bargaining, depression, acceptance. Depression. There we go. The idea being when you first hear, we'll say somebody died. Mm. When you first hear the news, you don't want to believe it. So you deny it. Mm. And then when it becomes undeniable, you get angry. Right. And then you want to see if there's a way that you can bargain your way out, out of it. It's like, no, I bet it, it was because of this or can't really, you know, it's a little harder when it, to do bargaining, when it's a, when it's a death, mm. but if you're grieving something else, you try to bargain your way around it? It's right. similar to denial, but you're still trying to negotiate something. So it, well, counts, so it doesn't have to be true.
0: We'll get it. I, I will get into this in a minute. Cause I've got some, I've got some stories I'm going to tell.
1: Right. And then depression is when basically all of your bargaining has failed. You know, that it's undeniably true and so that is when you are just at the lowest emotionally and you know that's when it all hits you
4: mm-hmm.
1: so that's probably that's probably the the aspect of grief that we are most familiar with that is most recognizable i would say because it's the most commonly seen that's when you see people crying at funerals and things like that then acceptance is when you've gone through all of that other process all those other processes, I should say. And now you have you have I'm trying not to use the word in the definition, <laughs> but this has become your new reality, your new status quo. Mm-hmm. And in some way or another, you're okay. Now, here's the thing: this doesn't happen in this order necessarily. Right. It can repeat itself. Right. You know, it, it's this, it's not as clean a process as we would think it is but i do think these are good identifiers so that when people are when we ourselves are are grieving or when we know people who are grieving that we can recognize those and we can respond in kind at those Mm -hmm. points and i just you know just occurred to me let me ask you this michael do you think we see that all five of these over the course of this special Yes. Okay. So
0: denial, where's the denial? Denial. I I believe denial comes in. Now we don't see it directly. I will say that we don't see this directly. I would say denial comes in, not when men first hears the news. That's that's surprise. That's shock. Um, I think denial comes in for her when she starts arguing with Billy and Zach saying oh I can do this I can I can carry on my mom's legacy when mm-hmm. she not when she probably knows she can't and and obviously Billy and Zach know she can't because she's because they call it out she's not a Ranger this right. is ra- this is they say this is Ranger business this is not um right. little girl with with homework do business right I think the the
1: denial phase i think is probably the one we see the least of in this mm-hmm. probably mostly because they have to keep it's a bit of a truncated story but i wouldn't be surprised if they're in that scene on top of the cliff if there was at least some momentary denial right there because i mean who in their right mind is going to believe what they just witnessed right for sure exactly now the anger we definitely see anger because yep. men is angry like yes. she like nobody else is really angry so much throughout this. But Min is because it's her mom. Mm-hmm. So she, and she, she often directs the anger at sometimes at Zach, a lot of it is at Billy mm-hmm. or just the whole situation. It's like, you never told me this is what my mom was really doing. Mm-hmm. That sort of a thing. So we do mm-hmm. see some anger there. Mm-hmm. Bargaining, I think comes in when she says, I'm going to go avenge mom. And mm-hmm. I want to be a Ranger. I want to morph her and all that stuff. And they keep, and they keep saying, no, you can't do that right. because that's what she thinks she has to do to deal with her grief. Mm. Depression. I don't know if we necessarily see the depression phase with men,
0: but we, we definitely see it, see it see with it the with, other characters. We see it with Billy. We see it with for Billy. sure with
1: Billy. Yeah. And see- Billy, I think does some bargaining as well because he in some form or another is trying to make amends for
0: it. Mm-hmm.
1: He's right. like, it doesn't have to be my fault. Yeah, exactly.
0: When it when it was clearly his fault, not necessarily intentional, of course, but it was clearly mm-hmm. his fault. He
4: mm-hmm.
0: he set the he set the he set it in motion to bring back Robo to bring Roborita into fury into fruition.
1: Mm-hmm. Like he he
0: set those things. He, he didn't intend to
1: find her.
0: Right. Didn't, but
1: it, you intended something else. But this was the consequence of it. Exactly right mm-hmm. and i think zach to a certain extent does as well because he takes men
0: under his guardianship
1: mm-hmm.
0: so he's so, so, so zach is so so zach is paying penance or zach is bargaining by becoming the guardian mm-hmm. that um
1: mm-hmm.
0: and, then he all- barg- and then he has
1: to bargain with men because she's she he's who she's coming up against because she says i want to avenge mom and he's the one who's Telling her, mm. no, I'm your guardian. Go do your homework. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and then there's more the bargaining between the two of them over the course of the episode because she does, she defies him, she disobeys, and he says no, and then they go back and forth, and then eventually he lets her, you no, know, she takes the morpher, and then there's, you know, like, there's, they're always bargaining with each other throughout the mm. whole thing. Right. And I do think definitely by the end of the episode, by it's the end acceptance. of the special... There is acceptance when you get to that last scene in the juice bar and. Re- Robo Rita has been destroyed and all is right with the world. And then our three basically our three main characters meet and they talk things over.
0: Well, I think it I think acceptance happens earlier than that, too. I think acceptance happens when she gets to morph for the first time. True. Yeah. Acceptance happens then because I think the,
1: it's definitely happens for the rest of the characters, I right? Think, because it was it
0: scene. was it was it was Zach who said, Are you ready to do this? Are you mm-hmm. ready? hmm. So Zach has accepted the fact that she's ready, that she's going to do this regardless, that the that basically the, I like to think that the morphing grid chose her in that moment. Um, or like we talked about earlier in this in this episode, maybe it was the spirit of Trini Mm-hmm. Holding back that power because she wanted to protect her daughter.
1: Mm-hmm. She wanted to make sure she was ready. Right. she like to any sure good mom ready. would want to do
0: exactly. But when she was ready, ready, but she when she was finally ready, she may not have been perfect, but Zach except and the rest of the team for that matter, ex- accepted the fact that she was ready.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: That's why I feel like that her morph was earned. I was so terrified that when we saw her pick up the morpher, that it wasn't going to be earned. Mm
3: -hmm. I thought
0: that she that that that, I don't know, maybe maybe she would actually get to morph, but but the powers would fail her. Like they wouldn't last very long because the morpher didn't have enough power or something like that. Mm -hmm. I'm glad that they held on to that for a little longer Mm -hmm. and really made it worth something. That's Mm -hmm. what I was. That's what I was very pleased with. Do you think
1: the audience went through this process as well?
0: Oh, yeah, I think so. Because I've
1: heard some stories about people getting very emotional watching this.
0: Oh, I did. I think I think a lot of people went through um, grief with this, not just for twee, uh, because this is a very, well, I mean, that was
1: 20 years ago. So, I mean, like mourning her was 20 mm. years ago. The actress. JD, J.D.F. Well, J.D.F. Well, oh, geez, it, it is kind of weirdly metatextual now, isn't it? With mm. J.D.F. But you
0: know, all you really have to do is replace twee with J.D.F
1: right but i'm just thinking i mean we knew that tui trang was gone but now it's in a weird way it's almost like reliving that Mm -hmm. because now we have to accept that trini the character is gone right
0: right and i think that too i've heard i've heard a lot of people getting emotional um because of nostalgia and we all talk That's different well that it is it though is it though because what is what is the true meaning of nostalgia
1: I mean it's aching for times past
0: but that's mourning yes it's
1: mourning what once was but that's that you, gr- that's that you can't have anymore
0: that's grieving yeah yeah so that's grieving so that's that's nostalgia that's grief you know that's mm-hmm. in a in a if you take the literal definition of of nostalgia at its at its value like a lot of it, we we associate nostalgia with just that feel good that little feel good moment that little that little jump in your chest that little jump in your that little um I, that little throat that little throat gulp that happens mm-hmm. when you see something that makes you feel nostalgia i got it while watching this um but if you take nostalgia at its face value then it's grief it's a it's a version of grief because you're aching and you're longing for days gone by that you can't have anymore so that when so when something like once and always comes along and it gives you that picture it gives you kind of a uh it, yeah it gives you a window into your childhood that's what i think a lot of fans were experiencing with this
2: mm-hmm. and
0: i we talked
1: about that in the megaforce episode i think I think a positive form of nostalgia can be something that has closer ties to not just the material, mm-hmm. but to what was around the material when mm-hmm. you know, like, you told the story about your, about your parents t- taking shifts and recording mm-hmm. stuff off a of TV for you. So it's not just the material itself. It's the emotional baggage around it. It's the story around it that right. gives it meaning for right. you. Right. And I think, and, and I'm sure you're probably going to talk about this a little bit. I th- I'm i guessing that that nostalgia is heightened a bit because your parents are no longer with you.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Mom and dad, mom died in 2018. Dad died in 2020. Um, So mom and dad aren't with me anymore. And watching this, I admit watching it for the first time, it, it happened. It, it happened less and less. As as because I've watched it four times at this at at the time of this recording, you mentioned that and it's happened less and less. Uh, But that first moment, that first time I I told you, I said, I'm not going to take any notes. I'm just going to watch it and Mm -hmm. enjoy it. I would be a liar if I said I didn't tear up a little bit because, you know, like having all of that, like bringing back all of those memories and hearing hearing the theme song, seeing the characters, you know, having that true, I would say that true nostalgic moment like we've seen a lot of nostalgia in Power Rangers when we've when we covered it last year. But nothing felt more nostalgic than this. Mm -hmm. And I think that's on that's definitely on purpose. That's that's not an accident. Hasbro and the team that worked on this knew exactly what they were doing. They knew exactly who the audience they were speaking to. And I mm-hmm. think that that's why this, that's why this was so successful, regardless of what the naysayers are. I think this is a very successful, um, uh, cross, uh, not crossover, uh, special, an anniversary mm-hmm. special, mm-hmm. you know? And, and, uh, you know, yes, I've, I've grieved my parents over the years. I grieve my parents all the time. Like every, like there'll be just a, uh, there'll be a smell or something that I'll, and they say that smell is the most power is one of the most powerful things to bring back memories.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Um so I'll, I'll there will be a smell or something that'll come through and it'll remind me of my mom or um I have an old uh this is this may sound silly but I have a um an unused bottle of uh um uh, Aquavelva in my uh in my cu- in my bathroom cabinet. I don't use Aquavelva and if anyone who doesn't know what Aquavelva is it's a aftershave. It's an aftershave uh liquid. Um I don't use Aquavelva, but my dad used Aqua Velva. Mm. So sometimes when I'm feeling a little bit, you know, a certain, when I'm feeling a certain way, I'll go in the, I'll go in my bathroom and I'll take a big whiff of that Aqua Velva. Mm. And it just has a weird, it just, it just makes me feel good to smell mm-hmm. that because it brings mm-hmm. back those memories of shaving with my, of being, you know, eight years old or five years old and shave and shaving air quotes uh with my dad like I had this little um I had this little plastic shaving set uh didn't have a razor or nothing like that it was it was shaped like a a a razor um like um um what they call them the the single blade razors the the um disposables kind of eh, yeah we'll, we'll go with that I can't remember what it's called but um there's a there's another term for them but it it's shaped like an old vintage barber's. Ra- it was shaped like an old vintage barber's razor, and my dad mm-hmm. would he would lather up my face and he would do the thing, and we he would he would use the barber saw and stuff like that, and um, so mm-hmm. I would shave, you know, quote unquote, I would shave, just basically mm-hmm. wiping away the shaving cream. Mm-hmm. So all that to say, like I felt something with once and always, and as. And I don't even want to say it's silly because it's not silly, because it reminds me of something.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: I think it's good. I think it's good. And like we talked about in the Megaforce episode, it's good to visit there, but it's not good to stay there. Like you no, can't live, not. you can't live there. No. And like we like you mentioned at the top of this, thematic mag discussion, there's different. You can grieve different things. Mm-hmm. I'm a, I'm a divorcee. I've been, I've been married and divorced. I went through the stages of grief when I got a divorce. I got a divorce in 2020 and it was final in 2021. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I went through that. I went through the stages of grief yeah. there as
1: well. I, I went through, I, I know some people would probably think it's silly, but every time I've had a breakup, I've had to go through it.
2: Yeah. Well, yeah.
1: except for the first yeah. one, I didn't really mourn
0: the first one because I broke up <laughs> with
1: that girl, but the rest of them I did.
0: <laughs> right. You know, it's, Because and and like you said, too, um, I went through the stages of I went through the stages of grief in a different order. Mm -hmm. Um, And depending on the circumstances, that's okay. Like I went, I was angry then in denial, then I was bargaining and then I was accepting. But then I was bargaining again. Then I was accepting again. then I was bargaining again. And and the the cycle just Mm -hmm. continued. Right. But with my mom and dad, like knowing that they're dead it was a pretty when my mom and dad passed away it was a pretty traditional progression of the stages of grief it's shock anger depression bargaining you know not necessarily bargaining with with um you know bargaining with god or whatever you believe in that's typically
1: when it when somebody dies that's what that's how it manifests is bargaining Mm -hmm. as bargaining with god
0: bargaining with God or, or higher power, whatever, whatever you, the listeners with attitude believe in, uh, so the morphing grid, I mean, the yeah. mor- the morphing grid bargaining <laughs> with, there we go. The bargaining with the morphing grid. Um, so there, it was a more traditional progression when my parents died, but when right. I got, di- when I got divorced, it was all over the place. So right. it can manifest in different. I remember I was there. You were there. That's right. I was there. Yeah, I, I was there. Like, and so was my buddy Jack Daniels, but it's, that's another, that's a, that's a story for another time.
1: He's Jimmy's friend too. Apparently. That's that was a joke for the monster Island film vault listeners who listen to this too. I know you're out there, but, but I got, no, to, I, uh... I will say this. I have, I thankfully still have my parents with me. In fact, mm my friend eric anderson who runs nerd chapel college friend of mine i've known him for years his dad died just a few weeks ago yeah relatively suddenly they kind of knew it was coming but it is something that if he had just gone to the doctor when he was supposed to Mm
2: -hmm. a
1: few months ago it could have potentially been prevented I mean, I I knew the guy pretty well. I visited Eric's house a lot, you know, I, but obviously I don't have the attachment that Mm. Eric does. And I only bring it up because as soon as I got off the phone with Eric, when he told me that his dad had died two days, uh, I think not two days, the the day after his birthday, I might add day after Eric's birthday, I called my own dad up and just said, dad, I want to tell you, I love you. Mm Hmm.
0: Yeah. And that's a common reaction.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Cause I mean, my dad is, my parents are younger than his, than his parents, but I just didn't want to take the risk. Right. I really didn't want to take the risk. So I called my dad up and said, I love you. <sighs> On the other hand, I am what I would term a grand orphan because I don't have any grandparents anymore. I lost all my grandparents. Neither do I. Yeah. And that was hard for me. It was hard for me because there were certain events in my life that I was hoping to have at least one of them around mm-hmm. for it. It's no secret that I'm not married. I would have liked to have had them around for that for that event. And I slowly lost all of them. Mm-hmm. I I lost three of them by the time I was. Before I graduated college, for sure. Mm mm-hmm. Which that was tragic enough that they weren't all around to see me graduate college, right? Yeah, my and uh, my mom's dad was my the first one I lost. That was when I was, jeez, oh, I was really young. I was probably about, I think it was about twelve, and it was a couple days before Christmas. Mm. They were literally on their way to come see us because they would always come visit us a day or two before Christmas. Yeah, like mm. a couple days before Christmas. then we would go see my dad's family on Christmas Eve. And then we would go see my mom's family on Christmas day. And they were literally on their way to come see us when he had the world's fastest heart attack, which again could have been prevented, but he just didn't want to have surgery. He was a stubborn old man. He didn't want to have surgery. Mm -hmm. And so it was very quickly. It was very, very fast, very, very sudden. And then my dad's parents both died within about a year of each other. Basically, it was very slow. That one was it was the opposite. It was very slow, very agonizing. I don't even want to imagine what it put my dad through because he had to do had to do a lot of caretaking for them toward the end of their lives.
0: He, and he probably was, had to make he probably had to make the tough call too.
1: He didn't really make the tough call from what i can remember he just did a lot of the caretaking he didn't do it all the time but he had to do some of it mm-hmm. and it was basically both died basically thanks to the consequences of 50 years of chain smoking and it was not a pleasant thing to watch not at all and then you know my grandmother my mom's mom died a few years ago on halloween of all days <laughs> i know right <laughs> and basically just just straight up old age it was just mm-hmm. it just finally caught up with her she was well into her nineties wow. and
0: she lived i mean to to her credit though that's that's she's seen a lot she, she has,
1: had she had seen a lot and it was the weirdest part is that toward the end of her life it seemed like I was the one person who she would actually be fairly normal around. Mm -hmm. Like a lot of the, I don't know if senility is the right word, but like a lot of the mental deficiencies or just the weird things that she would do Mm -hmm. because she was old, never really happened around me. And she always knew who I was. Mm -hmm. She would get my mom and my aunts, her daughters, she would get them all mixed up. I think she even got some of the other kids mixed up in my family, mm. but she never got me, but
0: she never confused
1: me. I don't know why.
0: Mm. Well, maybe you made Maybe you just made that kind of impression on her, Nathan. Who knows?
1: I probably did. I mean, she did babysit me for the first few years of my life. So right. it could, it could have been that. I don't know. It's just, so for, for me, part of the grief is not just that I don't have them around anymore. It's, mm. I grieve what I lost, what I could Mm -hmm. have had. And I could never have like Mm -hmm. when my grandfather died, like I said, it was right before Christmas. He was going to take me to to the Indy 500 that Mm -hmm. next year, which is when you're from Indiana, it's something that we kind of joke that you have to do at least once in your life. You make, I've been to the Speedway, Mm -hmm. but I've never watched the 500. Mm -hmm. at the speedway and my grandfather went every year he was going to take me (laughs) for the first time to actually see the race and I didn't get to see it Hmm. have you went to see
0: it have you went to see it since
1: I haven't but I feel like I should you should I should
0: I think I think that'd be good for you if you go
1: right and like I said several of them didn't get to see you know things like my graduation Mm -hmm. Uh, none of them got to see me finish grad school you know, there are all these really important events in my life that they didn't never, get to see.
0: They never got to see you be podcaster extraordinaire. They never got to see <laughs> they never got to see you play Rito. <laughs> they never
1: they would just be confused.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think I think another I think another character, we briefly touched on it, and that's um I think Billy, to some degree, is dealing with a little is dealing with grief as well. You know, he's dealing. I mean, he's with,
1: mourning Trini.
0: Well, he's mourning Trini, but he's also mourning Zordon. True. He's also been mourning. He's also. It doesn't show it exactly, but I feel like if he if if Billy is that if Billy was that obsessed with bringing back Zordon, then. That's there's all kinds ga- of bargaining. He's bargaining with the
1: universe itself at that point. Yeah,
0: that's bargaining with the morphing grid. That's bargaining with the universe. That's that's just that's that's grief. That's grief. There's so many different there's so many different. Levels of grief in this. So cat, you know, cat is grieving because, you know, Tommy's in trouble. She doesn't know if Tommy's going to survive. Like, that's that's partial Which grief
1: is, again. Very weird. I mean, we spent we spent nearly five hours talking about how much we miss JDF.
0: Mm-hmm. It is uh Rocky I don't know. Some I don't th- I think Rocky is the only character in this special that doesn't show signs of maybe his lunch because he didn't get to, <laughs> he, he, he didn't get to finish his low main maybe but <laughs> but
2: I mourn the sandwich I didn't get to eat.
0: Well, no, it was Chinese food. Is if you. Remember. Oh, I
1: mourn. I mourn the Chinese food I didn't get to have. Right. Maybe he was yeah. having Chinese food because he was thinking of Trini, but that doesn't make sense because he didn't know Trini. I just. Right. Now we're just being silly. We're. Let's not diminish Rocky in this special <laughs> more than the franchise already has. Okay. He's already had um... to mourn the fact
2: that he was replaced with a child. <laughs>
0: Well, I will say this. Rocky had Rocky had a pretty good uh blow against the Minotaur. So that that is his moment. <laughs> that, Rocky is ha- his moment. that is his moment. Finally, Rocky finally got the respect he deserved. <laughs> um but I think that in a in a more meta textual way and I was thinking about this earlier before we before we started recording and and you and I have talked about this and I don't think we've ever talked about it on cast, but when we look back at Once and Always and we look back at even Cosmic Fury, do you think that we're going to be mourning the franchise? Because we don't know what's going to happen after we were we were hoping that Once and Always would give us an indication of what's going to happen next. We we suspect that Cosmic Fury will give a, a wink and a nod to what could be happening next. But when we look back at these things, are we going to be mourning the franchise in I one think, way or another?
1: I think we probably could I think we've all been suspicious that twenty twenty three will mark the end of power Rangers as we know it
0: mm-hmm. as we know it it could as possibly we it. as we it could possibly continue, but it could possibly continue, but it won't
1: a, be the same, and that's what we'll miss,
0: mm-hmm. yeah. I think that's there is the potential for there. We we there's still hope, but I just wanted to bring it up because you and I have talked about that in private. And you know, we've gone to greater detail that we won't expand on here, but just simply because we don't have time to. But I think that I hope that we're not grieving the franchise after after once an, after looking back at once and always and then eventually cosmic fury.
1: Only time will tell on that. Mm-hmm. So only time will tell.
0: So that was our thematic discussion. Very melancholy or not mel- not melodramatic. Melancholy would be the word I would melancholy. say. Melancholy. It was a little bit of a melancholy uh, thematic discussion, but it was appropriate given the subject matter that we talked about. Yeah. Um, let's move on
1: to happier things.
0: Yeah, let's move on to happier things. So because this is a Power Rangers focused episode, we, gotta, we still got to do the awards, but we're going to do the awards the old way. So the original way that we the, stole from
1: Henshin men that stole it from monsters vs men, the shtick is now complete.
0: So Nathan, for our first award, it is our power range of motion.
2: The award. one award
0: with a name so good, we didn't change it. Right. <laughs> uh, and this award is the one we give to the best stunt or fight scene. So Nathan, I'm going to go age before beauty on this one. Oh. You, go, you, you go first. <laughs> the what wi- oh, uh, really
1: <laughs> that just means I'm wiser than you but anyway
0: <laughs> not always I've, anyway. I've seen some pretty stupid old people before
1: <laughs>
0: oh we're gonna grow
1: into stupid old people
0: <laughs> oh we're gonna grow into. okay I'm not starting that go on <laughs> give us your award Nathan
1: uh I, there were several really good candidates but after much deliberation, mm-hmm. I ended up going with the rangers versus the putties and the robo monsters at the end because it includes Min's first fight as a ranger. Right. Okay. Which we've unpacked that a little bit. We talked about Rocky's finishing blow on the robot Minotaur. We've talked about Min's actually stabbing putties with the power daggers mm-hmm. and stuff like that. The choreography is pretty good. So yeah I have to give it to that because there's some emotional resonance there Mm. I now am I gonna rank it as one of the best choreographed fights in all the power
0: Rangers probably not no I don't think so but
1: probably not but like I said there's some narrative and emotional resonance there with everything that we're seeing
0: Mm. and like it's just
1: very well implemented
0: it is it is very well implemented so for my power range of motion award I'm going to give it to the first fight, specifically the one that we open the special with, because there's also some emotional weight and resonance that comes resonance that comes with that, with the death of Trini, um, the spinning elbow, the the spinning elbow it, to, to the face, face uh, from Billy. Um, and of course, the explosion with title card, uh, the Rangers running. Through oh, the, yeah.
1: The, that little moment of triumph that they get for a second,
0: for a for a hot second, yeah. So, like, I'm gonna get, and it's and they and they play the music, and it's just like go go Power Rangers, and you know, the Wasserman theme plays. It's just really nostalgic, and the fight choreography is, I would say, well done. And yeah. it's a it's more it's one of the most unique ways we've we've opened up an episode. I'm glad they decided to open up in media res. Um, mm-hmm. It's because- kind
1: of interesting looking at the progression of that opening, because we start with Billy getting the crap kicked out of him. Mm-hmm. He stands back up, he morphs, and then we get the triumphant entrance of all the rest of the Rangers with the explosion of the title card and all that. And then it's rah rah sis boom trainee dies.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> so it's like, hey, remember this? <laughs> it punches you in the face to tell you this uh, you grew up so did the show (laughs)
0: Mm. oh yeah oh yeah so for our next award it is our ultra sfx zord award uh and this is the one we give to the best uh special effect that we saw um i'm gonna go first on this one because i don't think you and i are gonna share the same one uh, I'm going to go with the recreation of the Dinah, the the emerging from their various locations that I Guess did warm up the volcano. Yes, I'll warm up the volcano. I got I I but I, you know, I know I spent a few minutes complaining about the CGI and the Zords and all that stuff, but I did appreciate them taking the taking the time and the steps to recreate that scene that we were all that we're all familiar with from the show um and i think they recreated it well i was happy with it and that's why it is my ultra sfx Zord award
1: interestingly mine is along similar lines i know we complained about the cgi with the freaking megazord but i can't deny that they were able to do something with the CGI that would have probably been near impossible with the to suit. do with a suit. Mm. And that's that crazy backflip because the Megazord just runs up to Robo-Snizzard, jumps, flips in midair, comes down, and does a backstab on him, which somehow is enough to kill him, but I'm not gonna question it because <laughs> it just looked dang cool. And then Robo-Snizzard, has some very super sentai power ranger sort of like final line that's kind of funny and then the megazord in true action movie fashion just walks away with the explosion behind him right Right. (laughs) i'm like okay it's not the best looking cgi
0: but that was cool (laughs) Mm. right it's not i agree that's that's a pretty decent award and and like we said the cgi wasn't perfect but at least the cgi was allowed them to do some interesting things yeah you know we've never seen a megazord headbutt somebody before that
1: that was was, i wasn't quite ready for that
0: (laughs) i wasn't quite ready for that but
1: like i said this special is a little more hardcore than i was expecting
0: well i mean we talked about it early in the episode like before they weren't allowed to use headshots this is they're not afraid to use headshots in this one um
1: this ain't your daddy's power rangers
0: Yeah, exactly. So for our next award, it is our more phenomenal Mad Libs, which we give to the best line that we found within a particular season, or in this case, television special. So Nathan, I'm going to let you go first this time and give your more phenomenal Mad Lib award. Do we not have the same one? Actually, we don't really similar, but not the same.
1: You're going to have to help me with it because I basically nominated a whole speech.
0: Oh, boy. Do I have to help you read the speech? Okay. Yeah,
1: you're going to have to help me read the speech because it's Zach's speech to Min, which I
0: honestly think is,
1: I would argue, is probably the best written scene in the entire special.
0: Okay, so since this is your award, you can be Zach and I'll be Min.
1: Okay. Okay, so they're in the command center and Zach has told Alpha that he wants... he wants to a little private time with her and then we that's when alpha has the line is that my sensors are detecting a vibe Mm -hmm. i don't know why i'm doing the robot arms because no one can see it but anyway so zach says if i thought this was gonna get you in trouble i never would have told you the truth but billy what he insisted he thought it'd be good for you closure and all that but here we are in a full-on crisis and
0: you're trying to play ranger. Well, what's wrong with that? All of you and mom did exactly the same thing. I'm just following her example. Isn't that a good thing? What do you think it means to be a ranger? Kicking butt? Cute quips? Having fun? It's hard. I know, but someone needs to, dole out the justice to needs to dole out the justice on the bad guys. Rita killed mom. She needs to go down. I'm ready. I'm happy to do it, whatever it takes. So why won't that thing? Let me morph.
1: And then I hear, I think is the heart of this speech that Mm. really made me want to pick it. Mm. Men, what you're feeling, what you want. It's not justice. It's revenge. When I was your age, my mentor told me that only monsters seek revenge. That's what Robo Rita is doing now. She was defeated by the Rangers. Now she wants to even the score and hurt us as much as she can. And that's why she did what she did to Trini. The mission of re- a mission of revenge can never end well. That's not what I want for you. What about what I want? Maybe it's not your call. And then here's another great piece to this speech. You wanna be a hero? It's a selfless path. It's not always easy, but I do my best. Setting aside your ambitions can be a good thing. Like me, making sure that you have a good life and a home.
0: It was worth it was worth giving up your career in Congress for me?
1: You are absolutely worth it. Man. <laughs> and then there's there's a callback to it with Robo Rita cuz when she thinks she's killed men, she says, "This is what being selfless gets you."
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Because I think I think, uh, and because the, because of that callback, I think that is the heart of the. Spe- I think that's the heart of the special. Like that was the that's that's the centerpiece moment. That's the yeah that's the centerpiece moment within this special. Mm-hmm. Because then it then it all finally with, at least for men it all finally clicks.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I just. We need more stuff like this. Mm-hmm. It's in superhero media. Like this is not playing around. This is getting at the heart of heroism. This is getting at the heart of I'm thinking back to when, the very first episode we did, Michael. I remember coining I remember saying in that very first episode hero stories matter. This is why they matter. Right.
0: And it feels and odd it feels odd to, for it for it all to come full circle now with with this, doesn't it?
1: a little bit and it's just so good that it's zach who's saying this and it's just man walter have to give credit to simon bennett and company they they hit it out of the park with this i know i've complained a little bit about some of the decisions that they've done the last few seasons with beast morphers and all of that but this right here i think is their finest moment
0: it's the, it's the cornerstone. I believe. I think so. I agree with you. And it it does feel good that it's Zach delivering this speech, because we've always and the reason why is we've always known Zach to be this lighthearted, jovial, class clown guy that you never really could take seriously. But this speech shows that this is not the same range. They're not the same people that they were. Not back entirely. At, back in 1993, they've grown up. They've grown up. Yeah, they've grown up. It just shows that sometimes you got to grow up. And and mm-hmm. when you do grow up, it does benefit you in the long run. But for my more phenomenal Mad Lib, it is on s- uh, along similar lines, and it's a lot. Mine's a lot shorter. I'll say that. Um, It's when. Of course, I
1: would g- have the Shakespearean soliloquy.
0: <laughs> it is simply rules can be broken for a good reason. Come from Billy opening moments of the special. And I think that that helps also encapsulate some of the things that's going on here, because if you think about it, Billy broke the rules by trying to bring back Zordon, they sort of broke the rules by making proxy power coins, like, and Zach calls this out, right? Zach. I don't care how, how dangerous too much pink energy is. Right. And Zach and, and Zach points it out saying, Oh, Zordon Zordon says, Zordon says that uh, uh, two, uh the same power set can exist at the same time. You know, the same powers can exist. Um, and Billy. You know, Billy is so hellbent on bringing back Zordon and altering the flow of history that he causes. He causes problems. Mm-hmm. Now with with men, she broke the rules by taking her mom's morpher but it ended up teaching her a very valuable lesson so in the end her breaking the rules benefited her because it taught her that she can't you can't rush your destiny and you can't go off you can't go half-cocked on a mission of revenge to go solve a problem one other line that i can't remember verbatim um it can't, it also came from Billy when he looks at when, um, when men, they're all in the command center together and men says, well, let's go after it. Let's kill them. Why didn't we kill them? Well, you know, collateral, Billy says something to the it effect was, of, total
1: destruction is rarely the best course of action. Something it, along those is lines mo,
0: is the most optimal course of, yeah. Course
1: isn't of. always the most optimal course of action,
0: like, right? So that's also speaking towards what men is going through. So but it, but I feel like it's all set in the ground. The The groundwork is laid with Billy's statement in that opening scene when he's arguing with Zach, and then it's paid off with what you said is your favorite line.
4: Mm hmm.
0: So.
1: I would say what also makes that line interesting. This just occurred to me when you brought it up is. It's actually a little bit meta textual because it shows that the characters and the franchise, at least in this special has grown up because mm-hmm. when we're teenagers, if we're, you know, good teenagers, <laughs> we, th- we think that rules need to be strictly followed. Uh, excuse me, followed. And then as we get older, we realize that there's more nuance than we originally thought as kids. The world is not teenagers. always black
0: and white. The world yeah. is not always black and white. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And sometimes the uh, so-called rules are not the best things to do.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Right. You know, like telling a fellow ranger's daughter that she's a power ranger because now she's dead. Right. So, you know, secret identities be danged at that point. Exactly.
0: So for our last award, it is our I ay, 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 can't believe that happened award and is for the most surprising moment. Craziest in, moment, craziest moment that we that we saw during once and always. Mm-hmm. So I think, Nathan, you and I are going to share the same one. Yeah, I have um, a runner
1: up, though. <laughs> OK,
0: let's let's do your runner up and then we'll share it and then we'll share what we actually thought was the craziest moment.
1: Right. Right. Yeah. Now we've already talked about it a little bit of just bears breaking up because I just wasn't ready for it. C- even though the special had already proven that it's a bit more hardcore. And that was Billy stabbing Robo Rita through the chest was not ready for that because it's focused on Robo Rita. And then you just see the blades of the power lance just poke out of her chest. And then Billy makes a, it says some sort of quip about getting her. And I'm like,
2: oh my gosh, Billy, what are you doing? You stabbed her in the back and we got exit wounds. What the crap? Yeah. It's
1: crazy. Yeah. It was hardcore. hardcore, Hardcore. but number one. And we, we, the trailer already told us this and that is
0: Trini dies and it but sticks. The- and it sticks. Finally, finally. And we're not reveling in it. It, it sucks that it has to be Trini. It I know, Trini I know. Kwan. We got a
1: little bit of feedback, feedback. Interestingly, when we, when we talked about beast morphers and we talked about steel and how we wish that that had stuck and they're mm-hmm.
2: like, I think some people were kind of joking. So it's like, why do you want people to die? And I'm like, it's not because that we, we think... hate steel or we want him to die or we just want people to
0: die arbitrarily. We just, we want death to mean something. Right. Well, in this, it means something.
2: It means and, a lot.
0: And, and, and really like we knew this was coming. Like the, the, the trailer told us exactly what was going to happen and it, and it happened. But what I don't think we were prepared for is how dramatic that moment actually is. Because in the trailer, you know, you see Rita throwing her spell at Billy Trini runs in front of Billy, and we know that she's going to die. Um, but in that what ended up actually happening, it happening is Trini just doesn't get vapor. She doesn't just get instantly vaporized or um, she doesn't just get blown back and laying on the ground. No, 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 no. Like they linger there for a minute, like she spins in the air and the music swells. And then just all of a sudden, boom, she's gone they They really made that a dramatic moment. Um, and I appreciate them i I appreciate them for that. I wish it was under better circumstances, but i think I don't remember I can't remember now if I asked this during if I, I think I asked this early in the episode, but do you think that given if jDF tweetrang the if if the entire cast was still alive? Do you think we would have seen something like? No.
1: This? Yeah, we did talk about that. And I said, no, this that I don't think this would have happened mm. if not for that.
0: I don't think this entire special would have happened. I think we mentioned that, too.
1: Mm-hmm. Or if it did, it would have been vastly very, different.
0: very different, very, very different. Um, mm-hmm. But that was the craziest moment because death actually stuck this time for mm-hmm. better or for worse. And In I, the te- on TV, on TV and on well, TV. Netflix. Well, in the
1: television continuity.
0: In the television continuity, yeah.
1: Yeah. So There's been some death in the comic books that Mm -hmm. sticks, but yeah, it's stuck here. And wow. It feels bitter. Does it feel
0: bittersweet to you about, does does that all feel bittersweet to you though, given the circumstances? A little. Yeah.
1: A little. Uh, Just fun questions that occurred to me. (laughs) If we were going to add once and always to our <laughs> to that tier list that we made. Oh, God. Where would you put it?
0: Oh, Jesus. Because this is um, its
1: own thing. This is its own thing. We can rate it separately. Oh, where would you put it?
0: Man. Okay. um, sh- Why did you ask me this? Because I'm a horrible, horrible friend. Why did you ask me this, Nathan? God it's a good thing we did a tier list and not like an actual ranking Damn, yeah that's it. what
1: i mean but do it as a tier list don't do don't put it in the uh, ranking put it in the tier list it's I can a tell t- you for me for me I'm, a- I, I'm putting it in s tier because I'm, it's pretty bold because it actually killed uh, somebody and let it stick uh, my, and then there's some just some great moments some and some one i'm, I'm starting to do final thoughts i'm going to save that
0: <laughs> well Uh, ah we should
1: just start morphin time well hang on about this
0: hang on hang on hang on i'll give you i'll give it to you and just i'll give it i'll give it to you and then we can do morphin time um i i want to put it in a tier mainly because of my uh, mainly because the the issues i have with it the megazord were pretty important issues to me personally and that's what the tier list is about. It's me personally Mm -hmm. but because this special was so ballsy and did a lot of things and did it in such a way that felt earned and that felt like we were, this is not your dad. This is not your mommy or your daddy's power Rangers anymore. This is not 1993 anymore. I mean, I have to agree it's S tier and Mm -hmm. I, and I don't know if that's the honeymoon talking still, or if that's really how I feel, I guess. By the time the power trip is over, maybe we do one gigantic, massive ranking and and just.
1: I don't know. uh, I don't know if I can handle
0: that. That's that's a four hour show in and of itself. Yeah, I
1: know. I just, just no. I, I don't, I don't. Funny thing is that now that I think about it, when we did our Ranger Dream Team, one of your Rangers is dead. (laughs) It's true. I Your guess I gotta, Ranger is dead, I you guess I a got a
0: replacement i guess i got a I guess I got a sub in summer or something uh, no, summer I got, was,
1: well I had summer but yeah, it, doesn't it was matter. almost you can it have was, this, we could have the same people.
0: it was almost gonna be summer because uh but until but my heart said trini um <laughs> okay, all right that's um all right, that's good, so Nathan, do you know what time it is? It's more
2: for time. Go, go.
0: So this is the part of the show where in 60 seconds or less, we give our final thoughts on Mighty Morphin Power Rangers once and always. So Nathan, do you have your timer ready? Indeed I do, sir. Well, I do not. So give me just a second. As I try to find my timer. Here we go. Stopwatch. Okay. Stopwatch is reset. On your mark. Get set go go oh this show this
1: thing was ballsy and Mm -hmm. finally finally they make death stick and they use it meaningfully that was the most surprising part of it Do the special effects all the special effects rise to the occasion no but i i i didn't necessarily come for the special effects I came for the I, characters
0: i came for the characters i came for the storytelling i came for the a little bit of the nostalgia love it or hate it nathan i came for a little bit of that as well I, i'm not come
1: on, i am not anti-nostalgia okay are you
0: sure are I you am sure am about not that nostalgia i waste. just
1: hate poorly used nostalgia anyway moving on
0: this was this is well executed nostalgia but honestly this lived but no corsets this, this lived up to my expectations. In fact, it, it exceeded my expectations. And I appreciate once and always. This is a special that I will return to often just because of how good it is. So I loved Power Rangers once and always. Time. All right.
1: So we got a, uh, the first bit of 30th anniversary Power Rangers coverage done. So now we're going to go back to Sentai and to catch up, we have to do two. We've already talked about this a little bit. But yeah. The next one we're going to do is choriki sentai or ranger which became power rangers zeo i just to give everybody a progress report i am now at episode 33. oh so you the, have that is the next one i watch
0: you have actually surpassed me because i stopped at 30 so you're three episodes ahead of me yep now.
1: and the show continues to be bipolar
0: <laughs> very much but i promise uh, I promise you. I promise you. It ends on a banger.
1: I, I hope so because it's like I said. It's been really bipolar. So there are points where, like, you are really dark, and I really like how bold you're being. And the other times, you're incredibly silly, still entertaining, but incredibly silly. But it feels very average for Sentai. I don't know what to do with you.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to talking about Oh Ranger. Uh but the next episode, we're actually doing two ge- we're if if everything works out, we're going to have two guests for the yep. next two episodes.
1: Yep, cuz then we're going to do just, I'm trying to read, Gekiso is a Gekiso? Is Gekiso? Gekiso Sentai Car Ranger. I think it's Gekiso Sentai Car Ranger, yeah. Yes, which people keep telling me the listeners of that will keep, keep trying to tell me that they don't think I'm prepared for this. And I'm like, I don't think you are. I was like, are you sure about that? I've sat through I, a lot
0: of stuff and come on. I, it's not turbo. I know it's not turbo because car ranger has a lot more context. And even the context is weird. Um, I, I personally don't think you're prepared for it, but we'll see. We'll see. Uh, so I'm looking forward to that. And actually well, we're going Okay,
1: let me ask you then.
0: Okay. Am I just going to
1: have too many candidates for the I I I can't believe that happened award or are you expecting a rant master over something?
0: Eh, no rant master. I can think eh. Yeah, no rant. I eh. Yeah, no Ramp Master. Like, if there was gonna be a Ramp Master, I've got one thing in mind that I won't tell you because it's a spoiler. Uh, because it's it's very plot specific. Um So I'm just I would just I'm just gonna be curious how you feel about it. That's mm-hmm. the thing. That's what I that's what I'm curious about. I don't like it could literally go either way. You could either love it and just embrace it for what it is or you could absolutely just rip it a new one. I don't know. It, it, it there is no in-between for what I'm thinking about.
1: I right, Well, you know, we'll, we'll just see what happens then I guess, but we're going to have drew Dodgen of the cell cast an animation podcast. He went, he volunteered, <laughs> he, he volunteered. He's a listener to most of my podcasts. He was a temporary co-host on Henshin men with me. He's been on him and his, Co-host Jacob had been on the film vault several times. One of which was for power rangers, the movie for 1995, because I had to do three podcast episodes on that movie in one year (laughs) and you loved it. (laughs) So yeah, he, he volunteered for this. So it should be if nothing else, very entertaining.
0: True, it's your funeral. It's all I could
1: say. (laughs) He's already seen Car Ranger. So I know.
0: know. (laughs) So that is what you can expect coming up in the immediate uh, listeners with attitude. But like we just said, this is only part one of our 30th anniversary coverage. We still have cosmic fury to look forward to, and we're speculating that'll probably drop August or September. So. The thing we're
1: going to have to figure out is whether or not we want to do immediate coverage or save it for our finale.
0: Yes, that is that is going to because that is getting close. Depending on when it comes out, that is getting close to the holiday season, which would be the end of which would be the end of season two of of the power trip. So we're wondering, do we want to hold off? so that we can watch cosmic fury and really digest it and then that be the finale or do we allow or do we allow that or do we allow abba ranger to be the finale i don't know i a part of me says it feels more appropriate to do to let cosmic fury be the finale um That's what
1: it says to me, too. But again, that's a bridge we'll cross when we get there.
0: We'll cross it when we get there. Correct. We'll cross it when we get there. Let us
1: know what you would like us to do. Listeners with attitude. Maybe we'll do an immediate reaction uh, lightning round and then we'll do a full coverage episode mm -hmm. later. You know, we'll figure something out.
0: We'll figure something out. So but that was our discussion on Mighty Morphin Power Rangers once and always, Nathan. Uh, It lived up to it surpassed, I would say my expectations. I hope it did yours. It did. Um, and this was, this was a lot of fun. So Mm -hmm. we gotta, we gotta do what we always do. And that's Mm -hmm. say our power blessing.
1: Mm -hmm. And until next time listeners with attitude, may you not use your lightning collection for time travel shenanigans.
0: And may you always break the rules for good reasons.
1: And as Zordon always told us, and may the
0: power protect you. Now and forever. Thank you for listening to The Power Trip, a podcast produced and hosted by Michael Hamilton and Nathan Marchand.
1: If you'd like to send us feedback, email us at powertrippod at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter, where our handle is at the Pod, and join our official Facebook group, Power Rangers Legacy. Subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, and other great podcatchers.
0: The podcast logo was designed by Rebecca Hudgens. Follow her on Instagram at super underscore r underscore illustrations.
1: Our theme song was created by J.P. Gant. Follow him on Twitter at HomebrewedSD. We also use tracks from Super Sentai Complete Works 30th Anniversary Album. All film and audio clips belong to their respective copyright holders and no infringement is intended
0: or implied. The Power Trip has no association with Toei Company Limited, Saban Entertainment, or Hasbro. Please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Podchaser to spread the word about the show. And until next time,
2: see ya! <laughs>
3: evil sorceress, Rita Repulsa, escaped her space dumpster prison and attacked Earth. Five teenagers with attitude had their lives changed forever when Zordon chose them to defend the planet. In the decade since, many more heroes have continued their legacy. The people of Earth rest easy, knowing their home is protected by Power Rangers.